Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 8 of Oobie. Blood Bowl NE1. Firstly, I'd like to apologise for our listeners for the delay to episode 7 being released and the wait for this episode as well. Uh, I take full responsibility for this as it was my fault. Uh, Nuffle stepped into my personal it wasn't your life. Fault. Pedantically throwing skulls and wands into the mix like an excited child. But luckily, the rules have changed and I used all my re-rolls at the same time to come out of it still standing. So, enough of that, my own personal bollocks, uh, which absolutely no one tuned in for. So let's get on with the podcast. As always, I am the Cow Daddy and I am joined by Bucky. Hello everyone, welcome back. Shippers. Hello. And of course, P.O. Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> oh, it's good to be back. Hello, people. <laughs> okay, so episode eight. What is on, you ask? Well, our definitive best three and worst three today is the best team boxes available for Games Workshop. So, which of the teams which have been released by the mothership do we think are the best? So, best sculpts, best kits, best value for money, etc. Altogether, our own personal and opinions, which we think are the best and the worst. Uh, Shippers will of course tell you the odds of a play which will very likely take place in your next game, honest. Uh, Pierre will sit in his corner and tell you some blood bowling facts as he sees them whilst answering your questions. Bear in mind though that in the last episode, Pierre did say there would definitely not be a corn team. So, just saying. Hang on, whoa, 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 you were talking about demons. I said <laughs> corn was, po- I, I said corn was a possibility. You were talking, oh, it's going to be a demon team. I said, no, not really. I don't think there's going to be a demon team. And, oh, actually, eat your words, cow daddy. I was right. We asked if there was going to be any more chaos teams and you said no anyway no, our team you talk, said demon our team demon. talk we'll look at the chaos dwarf team uh, those distorted cousins of our fine mountain dwelling brethren uh, who really like tall hats we end the cast with an update from bucky with all the upcoming tabletop and online events and an update of the jolly blood bowl league ending of course with the latest edition of played by a star the current standings for the year is pier is on three wins ship is on two and bucky also on two wins so as this will be the last one of the year, we'll be looking at double points for the winner. Whatever happens, I'm not going to lose. That's the important thing. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. That's all not, I care about. You're not going to come last. But yeah. No. Without further ado, on to the news. So with the news, we've got quite a lot of things to catch up on, so we'll probably just get through a few of them quite quickly. Uh, we've had a couple of new star players out. The bestest boy in a hole of Blood Bowl, Wilhelm Cheney. Oh, I thought you were going to say Crete for you then. I thought you were going to be a massive boner about Crete all episode. Who? <laughs> Who? Did you say Crete? The board. Oh, just, it's been a long day. What, what is it? What's it? How do you pronounce his name? Creek. Creek. Yes. Don't you dare diss Creek. He's amazing. Uh, so yes, we've got Wilhelm yep. Cheney. We have also got Creek. And oh my God, I love that model as well, by the way. The Dark Elf team and the Goblin team have both been rebranded. Uh, the Goblin team is mm-hmm. just coming out very soon. I must admit, I'm quite looking the, liking the look of those dice. So Fumble's got 2020 rules, so if you want to get up to date with playing, uh, there's no better place than Fumble for it. Ooh, there is quite a big one as well. I mean, we've obviously had the corn team, but on top of that as well. I mean, I remember when I went to college, I studied media. Uh, now I work in insurance, so it shows you what good studying media is. And we mainly went to the pub, drank too much, and wasted student loans on Games Workshop models and lads' holidays. It appears, though... In the Blood Bowl universe, college is a little more fun uh, on what they do with those darn pesky wizards. They seem to enjoy a different pastime, which is, of course, Dungeon Bowl. Dungeon Bowl! I, mean, I, I can't wait. It's looking so cool. I've, uh, I've even convinced my wife to get it for me for Christmas as a, <laughs> my Christmas present. So I'm eagerly anticipating the release on Saturday, and I will be looking at her with, like, doughy eyes and prodding her in the ribs from 7 o'clock in the morning going, bye, 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 bye. 
<laughs> so for the uninitiated like me, what is Dungeon Ball? What Dungeon, is Ball Dungeon Ball is madness. Oh my gosh! Oh, it it it's it's insanity. It, it's like someone has gone into my own pure imagination and pulled out everything you could possibly want in the world. It's Blood Bowl with a mixture of all the different teams you could possibly imagine. So instead of the normal, you know, lizard men and everything else, you have the yeah. The colleges of magic having their own, which is an amalgamation of all the different positions, who are then shoved into a dungeon which has exploding chests to try and find the ball to get it just to the end zone. Teleporters. So it is more about yeah, survival than it is actual blood bowl, and it is amazing. You can do crazy stuff from yeah, what yeah. I remember, like throwing so, the ball off the wall. Shippers, just it's they great. have actually brought out a couple of the rosters for the teams. So the College of Beasts, for example, this has just come out today, actually. In there, you've got Chaos, Necro, Corn, Skaven, mixture of. So the way it can be mixed for the Beasts team is you can have 0 to 16 linemen, which are Beastmen. You can have uh, yeah. 0 to runners, which are werewolves. Your Blitzers can either be Prestigors or Cornigors, or Cornigors, <laughs> no. Cornigors. And then your Blockers are Chaos Chosen Blockers. And then Big Guys, you can have 0 to 3 Big Guys. And they can be either a Minotaur, Croxagor, Rat Ogre, or Bloodspawn. Oh. It's insanity. So it's and just mental. Yeah, it's just insane. And then the College of Death team, I'll quickly whiz through that. 0 to 16 can either be skeletons or zombies. Uh, 0 to 4 runners are ghouls. Blitzer 0 to 4 are uh, wraiths or whites. You can have 0 to 4 flesh golems and 0 to 2 mummies as well as that. It's, insan it's insanity on the pitch, really, and it's just going to be ace. And the thing is, you've got to remember, it's tunnels and things as well. So it's not a case of, oh, I'm going to put a screen all the way across. You're literally chasing people through dungeons. Yeah, it's like rounding it. Right. So, yep. yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. I must admit, I'd advise anybody to go out and get it, and I haven't even seen the rules. I'm definitely going to be picking up a copy of that. <laughs> well, no, I don't know how the rules you are going to like, change from the original. You are Games Workshop's dream. I don't care, it looks pretty, let me buy it. No, no, it's just I remember playing the original, and I absolutely love the original. So I haven't seen how they've changed the rules in the new edition, but either way, it doesn't matter because the old edition rules are out there anyway. So buying the set, you've got everything you need anyway. So Dungeon Bowl, get yep. it. Or just make your own. If you've got advanced hero quest, you've got dungeon bowl, basically. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds a bit like hero quest. Well it, it is, but with blood bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's like so, my youth has been amalgamated into one. <laughs> I think I think that's basically Yeah. Madness. So that's basically it for the releases. Um there is a quick shout out I've got to do because obviously at this point we normally go through all of the Kickstarters and I just want to give a mm -hmm. quick shout out to the Punga Kickstarter, the North Warriors, which is recently finished. And I can't believe this. It's it, This is just madness for a, a team Kickstarter, I think. It hit its Kickstarter by 2,293% funded. It made yep. over £85,000. Yeah, that's insane for, like, for, for Blood Bowl teams. That's crazy. I know, fair play to yeah. you. I know there's four like, teams yeah, in there, but still. It's just brilliant. Yeah. I know. I am getting the Chaos Dwarf team. Are you getting the, the Chaos Dwarf, are you? Yeah. Oh. It's just because out of all the Chaos Dwarf teams out there, they had the best Hobgoblins. Yes, the Hobgoblins like, yeah. are class. Yeah. Um, I wasn't a fan of the Bull Centaurs, though. Yeah, well, I know someone with a 3D printer. If I don't like him, I can always change. <laughs> yeah, the other ones are quite good. Uh, but that was the thing with the other Kickstarter, wasn't it? Uh, the calm bastards. So the the dwarfs and the bull centaurs were fantastic, and the hobgoblins weren't. But yeah. Mm. So other kickstarters, right now, this is something that I have been watching come about for quite a few, uh, quite a while. I'm a big fan of the Fling Nation. I'm a big fan of 
two drunk flings and friends and what they do. So we now have the two drunk flings and friends, uh, the Fling Nation themed fantasy football team created by Liam. Uh, hello, Liam, if you're listening. Probably not. Created by Liam and... Basically, you've got the full team there. You've got all of the members of the Two Drunk Flings and their fan, friends. Oh, so there's Monty in there. There's all of the other guys that you can imagine in there as well. Uh, so, yeah, what does everybody think? We'll go with Pio. Fun. I mean, I won't ever buy them because they're a vanity thing for them. And it's they're good. They're fun. But, you know, I, I just it would be a bit weird, I feel, buying miniatures of someone else when we've we've got a cooler podcast. And we should have one. <laughs> and we... <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, shippers? Yeah, I really like them. Um, I love the board they've got there. I really like the board. Or the pitch, sorry. It's like all, all the little, like, uh, unique characteristics of the, of the pitch, with, like the like the picnic, uh, like, blanket and little snacks on the side. And the, I just like how they're chunky halflings, you know, the chubby halflings. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely, they're, they're right fatties. They're all about their food. No, I love the pitch as well. It's got a, uh, yeah. It's fantastic feel to it, and I must admit, um, at first when I looked at it, I thought, "Oh, you can't really see the like." I was looking for the dots and the corners for the squares, and then I realised you don't need them because it's literally got squares on it. But you know, <laughs> so yeah, it looks like a really good pitch, and I'm, I do like the sculpts as well. What about our resident fling coach? <laughs> uh, I like them. Oh no, you don't. Not by that reaction. You lie like a cheat thing. rug. There's one thing that puts me off them. And it's the fact that it looks like they've all got massive boobs. It's too, like, <laughs> the best too, part. It's too much for me. What, you so you, no, you want to nuzzle into Cow Daddy's bosom? Is that, shippers? Shut <laughs> <laughs> sure. up. I mean, I don't see the problem with that, personally. But anyway. I love the look of the models and stuff like that. They do look really cool, but just, like that is just, it puts us off a bit much. Like, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I don't know what to say to that, to be honest. You, you do realise when men get fat, they get boobs as well, yeah? Just just checking. <laughs> yeah, but oh, you yeah. do realise that, that that is a long, long way off Bucky, because he's as yeah. thin as a rake. <laughs> I mean, the, de- the day that Bucky gets man boobs is the day the world ends, I think. You'd have to give <laughs> that man about three Big Macs every breakfast for ten years. Is that a challenge? No, because I do, I do want you around. I don't want your cholesterol to kill you rather than wait. But Jesus, please, you are just thin as a rake. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. He's got a point there, but yeah. No, uh, personally, I quite like him. I think they're they're really good. I haven't backed it myself because I've got a fling team and I don't really play flings that much. So, but me buying it would just be more of a collector thing. I think it would take me ten years to try and paint them in the first place. So yeah, I have I haven't backed it myself, but I do like them. They end. There's still 23 d- days to go. It is fully funded already so if anyone wants to get in there get on kickstarter just fling nation or bring them straight up and they really are some great sculpts in there if you you know are over the age of 12 and do realize that men have boobs if they get a bit fat uh yeah next and shippers wants to nuzzle them uh, yeah yeah you've got to so like if you hold good... that team i'll nuzzle them <laughs> right fair okay well that's our news for this episode Okay, now time for our first discussion point of the episode. We are looking at our votes for the top and bottom three team boxes released by Games Workshop. 
So which do we think are the best and worst, whether it's the sculpts, uh, value, money, models rather, or just fucking fiddly pieces of annoying plastic? As always, we'll be giving our votes and our explanations as to why we think they are the best or worst choices. Hopefully this episode, Pierre won't misunderstand what best means and vote for something I am entitled to my opinion. I am entitled to my clearly opinion. better than other options. <laughs> I, I'm entitled to my opinion. That's a whole you point. You are entitled to your opinion. opinion. Yes, yes. It's and just, my opinion's right. It's just okay. wrong. That's the thing. So, as always, we start with the worst. So, let's go. And I'll tell you what, we will start with shippers. So, what is your worst box set, do you think, and why? Okay, right. I think I went for this one, because the models remind me, like, they just seem dated now. They look similar to their AOS army uh, as, as well, which is equally dated, being the Lizardman team. Ooh, uh, right. <laughs> the, the Saurus? I'm just not a fan of the Saurus at all. They look um, kind of, I just think they look dated, as I said before, they look kind of goofy. Um, things I do like about the, the team, I like the comedians a lot, like I love the comedian model, and I kind of like the skinks, like headdresses, but, but the skinks themselves, are, again, um, I wish there was a bit more of, um, I wish the two different poses you get with them were more distinct as well. Also, another great I have with the Saurus is that a lot of them are like running on one leg, which is something Games Workshop likes to, to do with their models recently. Well, not <laughs> yeah. recently, but like just in general, which annoys me. Okay, so I'm we have on that. lizards in third place for shippers. Yeah, but just, I mean, shippers, I, I disagree with you about them looking dated. They look classic in the sense of, you know, the look of the Lizardman. You can't really change that. But they didn't make either of my lists. But I understand. But they would have made my list just for the sheer stupidity of the tails, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, don't get me wrong. I, I, I like that. I think the sculpts are all right. I think they suit the Lizardman. I, I, the Skink's positions could be a bit better for me. But the Saurus are Saurus. It's just that, practical speaking, the tails do not bend around. They're not curved around the legs just so they can fit. And when you put them down on the floor, they're just all over the place. They're sticking out like freaking daggers. And it's just like how they're not practical to play with, I don't think, having played against the Lisbon team. They just oh, make an absolute bedlam when it gets into a close cage. One thing I'd like to see with like one skin scope, so like because they're meant to be like low to ground ball carriers, so I'd like to see them like sort of like, you know, huddle up, try and be a smaller target, you know? Like, at least attempt that in such a way. Mm. The, that's kind of what the Grigo uh, skinks do, actually. Yeah. That. And when I, whenever I see a Lizardman team, it's not a Games Workshop Lizardman <laughs> team, it's a third-party one. Okay. Uh, I'll go next. So my third. It might surprise you with this one. But it was actually Skaven. <gasps> that does surprise me. <gasps> well, like, I love the way the Skaven sculpts look. I really do. I think Games Workshop have done a fantastic job on the way they move, they stand, the animation to the model, the face, the eyes, the way the tails swish behind. They, they look great. But the problem yeah, with this box but... set is that is where it ends. The way they look means that they're quite skinny, so the tails don't last long. I have snapped at least half of mine. I have evenly purposely cut off a tail or two in, uh, in half so it doesn't get caught up with the other models in the cage or on the board because two of them, they stuck out so far, it was unbelievable. Uh, I mean, they look fantastic, but they're terrible on the board. Most of my line rats have bandaged tails. 
because they broke during games or transport. So <laughs> I don't try and stick them on. I put a bandage on. Uh, so yeah, most of them idea. have got bandages, right? With the box, you only get two gutter runners. That's annoying. You need four. Yeah. And that wouldn't be a thing, to be honest, if Games Workshop released a booster of another couple of gutters. But they don't. What they do... Of course they don't is they release one which has a completely worthless thrower and a blitzer in the booster, which you don't need. You've already got your two blitzers, you've got your thrower. You don't need any more. You literally can't play anymore. They're pointless, and it just bumps up the price, and it's just it's just annoying, to be quite honest. Yeah. No, I, uh, I, I, but I the other thing is, I mean, you could go out, and that, they're the same price for that booster as another box, and you could go out and just buy another box. You know, and get everything that you need out of that box. But you can't because what you're going to do with everything else you have in there? You can't sell them because every other person who's bought a Skaven box set doesn't want anything that's in the second box. Ah, but Cow Daddy, you have other teams. You have Underworlds. You have Chaos Pact. You have different conversion options. Why wouldn't you want to buy two teams just to play one? I'm being sarcastic. I mean, games. I know. The thing is, I having had the joy, and it was a joy. I must admit. If you take out the practicalities, which you're saying about them with the tails, which I agree that they're long, they were actually beautifully to put together. So I, I actually enjoyed putting the Skaven together. Yeah, they they're easy to put well. together. They look fantastic. And they're one of the they're earlier paint, boxes. Were, so Games Workshop didn't yeah. want thousands of little pieces in there. No. Um, so it, they, were, they were quite nice to paint. They were, they were, the only thing that always made me giggle every time I picked them up was the gutter runner with the dagger. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, so why? Why did you put this on? Clearly, and it just reminds me every time of the weeping dagger skill that they, you know, have got especially got rid of quite quickly. Yeah, I can't believe they got rid of that. Because no, because basically they only put it in because I think they messed up on the sculpt and thought, crap, they've got knives. Everyone's going to realise what we're going to do and put something on there. Oh, it just makes me giggle every time. But yeah, okay, that's my <laughs> well. Okay, now it's actually your turn, Pio. Oh, is it my turn? Right. My third least favourite has to be the Chaos Chosen because really? they just annoy. Really, because first of all, like you, you don't get the full package. In the yeah, you get four, you know, warriors. Yeah, you get your beastmen, but you don't get the big guys in, which always annoys me. I don't understand why. It would be nice if Games Workshop put the big guys in, but I understand why. But it's the models themselves that really irritate me. When you look at the blocker, it's like big burly, big burly hardman, tiny little head. And it looks completely disproportionate. And then you've got the beastmen who either look like they're chubby or drawn with a set square. And it's just, I just, I, there's nothing appealing about those miniatures to me at all. They're disproportionate. They don't look particularly hard. They just look weird. And then the Minotaur that they brought out is the same sort of set square design. It just looks horrid. And there's much better Minotaurs out there, if I'm being honest. From Games Workshop, I got one of the, the big, I can't remember what they're called now, but the big thick, like from the Beastman Army sort of ones. And they are cool, big, chunky. What you want from a Minotaur is it? The Games Workshop Blood Bowl one, not that great. And I just they just irritate me because there's so much potential with Chaos. There's so much they could have done with like putting tentacles on them, putting like massive hands. They could have like the old school third generation metal miniatures when you had the, the Chaos Warrior with, with the big claw and the big tongue hanging down. There's so much potential with them and it just 
No, they just let me down. Okay. Chaos also getting to third place. Bucky. Okay, so my third place was the Dark Elves box. Putting them together, personally, I found them like an absolute nightmare to put together. Just every little spike on their legs, on their arms, had to be put on like individually. And it was like nearly impossible to get them all on in the right places. And everything was just sticking to your fingers. You know, it's like tiny fiddly bits that just were a bit unnecessary for me. Uh, and my biggest complaint about them is that you only get two blitzers out of the four and then in order to get two more blitzers you'd have to buy another box of the team so then you've got two more elves you've got two more assassins you've got two more runners which you don't need so and nobody else wants to buy because they've already got it it, in the first box it's not like a a full box do you know what I mean like it's not a full team in that box because I feel like you've got to have the four blitzers I'd rather have them like dropped and give you like one assassin one runner in replacement of two more Blitzers. I'd have rather them done that. But yeah, just a bit fiddly, and I feel like it's a bit of an incomplete box, I think, for me. Yeah, no, that's fair. And I've heard many a, a horror story about the Dark Elves being put together as well, mind. Uh, they are apparently the one of the hardest teams to put together uh, from the Games yeah. Workshop boxes. From what I've heard, I've not done it myself. Okay, so Dark Elves also get a point. Our second spot. And it falls to me to go first. And I find myself in a position of completely agreeing with shippers and going up one. I've also gone for lizards. So yeah, and my my major thing with them is when playing against them, the massive saurus with tails. And you, they've said they don't curl round or anything. But have you noticed how they seem to be... I, I swear it's like a dog at Crufts pointing. It's like their heads seem to be out as far as they can go and the tails seem to be in a perfect line going up behind them. So that they take up like three spaces on the pitch. And yeah. Just completely and that's what's annoying away. about them. That is what's really annoying about them. I know obviously it's because of the sprues, but the fact you get two chameleons and only four skink. As a lizard player, you tend to want more than four skinks because that's where all your journeymen come from. That's where all your um, your bench comes from. So you don't, I don't know if you really want the, the two chameleons. I don't know whether it would have been, I know you had to sort of put them in, but hmm. but either then, and, and the thing I hate, and I've been on the group about this more than anything, is those fucking face masks. What the hell are they doing with them? They just yeah. cover the face. I swear to God, I don't know anyone who hasn't clipped off at least half of those face masks on those lizards uh, before they've put them on. It's, yeah. I'm just not a fan of the new lizard, the, the lizard team. I love lizards. I love the Aztec vibe about them. But I just, yeah, that box set for me is just not one I'm a fan of. Okay, so next, it's it's actually you, Pio. It is. Now, before I start going into the Delves, I think the one thing I found hard with all this is that other than the Chaos thing, which I've just done, all right, I've not really, and then other than my top one, which I'll come to in a bit, there's not been many teams I don't like. There's individual miniatures on teams I don't like, and that's what's been difficult. But I think for overall aesthetics and it being really, really irritating, the human team annoy me a lot the, because the the blitzers, at first glance, look exactly like the linemen. Yeah, but see, that's the good thing because you can actually convert no, the linemen into blitzers. No, but... I know, but there's there's nothing that stands them out. As you want to be able to look at your board and go, right, my catcher's there, my thrower's there, my lineman's there, my blitzer's there. Not, hang on, how big's the, how big's the thing again, looking down at them and everything. You can paint them up differently and everything else. It just, as a silhouette, if you took it as a black and white picture and looked at the same, you would not be able to say, yeah, that's that position, that's that position easily. And the ogre irritates me. There's something about it because it's off balance. You don't lift your foot, the same foot that you're running with, and 
that you're going to punch someone with because otherwise you, you swing and you're completely off balance. They've got the wrong foot up with the ogre or the wrong or punching with the wrong arm and it just irritates me every time I look at it. So the human team, just because it just galls me, the why, why did you not? When the original one, well, not the original, the, the old 94 box set, the blitzers were beautiful. You knew your blitzers, you knew your linemen, you knew your throw, you knew your catcher. It was very easy to see them and they're lovely miniatures to paint up. These ones were just horrid. I mean, the fact that you, when you sent me your humans, you had to put them in a separate bag, label them up blitzers and tell me how to paint them up differently with the, with the heads just goes to show how easy it would be for a, a beginner just to paint them all up and then just completely lose track of where his blitzers are. And that's not fair on new starters. See, I think the main problem with the human box set is the fact that it just doesn't come with any halflings. You and I <laughs> have had this discussion and we're going to move on because I don't want to fall out on this podcast with you, darling. <laughs> Okay, so humans make the second spot. Okay, yeah. so next is Bucky. Right. My second choice on the worst list was the Nurgle. Them, them pestigors are disgusting. They like, are the most... Good yep. Nurgle disgusting, like horribly modelled disgusting miniatures, really. Out of all of GW, that's the one that I just think they are horrible. <laughs> like, just plain simple really the rest of the team's good there's not much to complain about it but yeah I just I just hate them best of goes they're don't, just don't you get a full I team in the Nurgle box am I right in thinking I'm that sure no yeah I'm quite fond of them myself blows, I believe. you get all your bloaters you get a lot of work. Okay. Did you just say you liked the Pestigore? Yeah, I quite Me. like him. You are, um, you are morons. I'm with Bucky on this one. That Pestigore yeah, is the... I know you're trying to make it look disgusting, but that's just ridiculously yeah, I, awful. You know, what I, you know what I don't get? The bell. Oh, that's like, a, that's what, a niggle thing in general. I, don't, I know, but it just hanging off like... And, and like just, ugh, just nah, not for me. <laughs> so, yeah, all right, we've got Nurgle there in the second spot as well. Uh, Doesn't one see, of them have I like thought... a big massive fat piece on one side as well, which just makes them look odd. The yeah, men look that's odd. Like, for me, <laughs> that's the whole point of them. The men look disgusting. Yeah, yeah disgusting is one thing. Badly like... sculpted is another. Yeah, not <laughs> yeah. No, that's absolutely fair. Now it's time for your shippers. What's your second? Mine hits along the same beats as Pew. It's not a human team though. It's the Im- Imperial Nobility team. I really I struggle to tell the difference between the um what what they're called the um what they called bodyguards. Bodyguards. Blitzers. I don't know what what the fat ones. To be fair, because you, you got the really uh, chunky dudes. Even Gabe's Workshop felt uh, like Bodyguard. found it difficult to tell the difference between them because on so the box the they put the different yeah. ones. Uh, the big one, the big fat ones are the bodyguards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I, I really cannot tell the difference between the retainer or the, or the blitzers. Yeah. And also, when I look at the box set, I see the throwers, and they have the exact same pose. There's no difference. There's no. There's nothing <laughs> interesting about them. They're just holding the ball, looking smug. Yeah, I agree. And, with, yeah. I, I can't imagine you being shippers. Yeah. yeah, I tried a trial game like when the first box came out with the Black Orcs and Nobility, and I'm not joking. For the entire game until about the final three turns, I was using like a lineman as my blitzer. I generally thought that that was the right model, and as blitzer, I was like, oh, hang on, that's not actually the blitzer. It's honestly, it, it just. Awful. Like, well, isn't it just, down to the feathers? I, There's like three the feathers tent. on a blitzer. Isn't well, that how you're meant to tell the difference? One has a crest and, a, and some feathers coming off of it. And another one has a crest in the middle of his chest with two with two wings coming off of it. That's the only difference. But then you've got other linemen who have just feathers all over them. 
<laughs> or just, just coming yeah. off them, draping on the, on the torso and everything. It's impossible to tell via the feathers because there's so many. Like it, 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 when, sh- when you're in game, it is literally impossible to tell the difference by looking at their feathers. Yeah, no, completely agree. So we've got a, a well-earned second place there for Noble. So as it currently stands, we do have Lizards in the lead with three points. Behind that, Humans, Nurgle and Noble all have two. Skaven, Chaos and Dark Elves have one. So here we go for the top. Hang on, don't the Dark Elves have more than one? Because I thought Dark Elves were your two and Bucky's no. bottom. No, no, no that's Lizards. Oh, was, uh, it was well, I'm going to change all that because I've saved my rage and I want the Dark Elf teams need to be put in a bin and burned. My God, <laughs> right? Who on earth thought it would be a good idea to have a thumb as a separate freaking yep, bit to stick on, it. right? Exactly. And it... The, the, God, the bl- the blitzers did my head in. I I, I got this team because I won it for, when I did best paints to Geordie Bowl, and the idea is I'm I'm doing it up to pay, yeah as a prize for the next Geordie Bowl as for best painted. But I've had to I had to put it down every time I stuck one of the dark elf miniatures together. I had to leave it for a few days before I went back to it. Before I smashed them into oblivion because my God. If I get hold of the person who's ever sculpted these, they will get one of those small spiky things in their eye. Oh, it's just they're they're painful. Plus, there's not a lot of difference, again, in the miniatures. The blitzers don't really stand out that much on the pitch. When they've got the scales, just like the runner, the runners could even think, you don't get any assassins in there. Like you've mentioned earlier on, in order to get a full team, because you want four blitzers as an option, you have to buy two whole teams, and then you're stuck with all these horrible, horrible bits of plastic that you're never going to use or even convert on anything else. It is so painful, so bad, that Games Workshop, I am so glad you do not bring any more things out of this, because it is awful. See, I also don't get, and I know it's going to be a fluff thing, but I don't get the lizard skin things they have hanging around them either. They just look stupid. You know, like the the they have like scarves yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just oh, yeah. What's that yeah. all about? I mean, it's a, it's to do with the cold. I think the lizard things they train up or anything. Yeah, else. it's meant to be a fluffy. But... Seriously, I mean, then you can look at sort of Grebos, dark elves, for example. Oh my god, mm. they are absolutely. When I think of dark elves, they're just. Perfect. Now, don't get me wrong. Yep. I know we love Grigo on this podcast, and I know we've bound. I mean, but for example, the Chaos Dwarfs, we weren't massive fans of uh, the Grigo Chaos Dwarfs no. that have just been. So it's not like a complete love for Grigo or wanting to get sponsored. But if, I mean, if they want to, <laughs> we're already sponsored by Caldera Gaming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but I, yeah, Caldera Gaming doesn't do Grigo fucking stuff, does it? Whoa, right. Okay, so yeah, Dark Elves definitely make it right up there. Uh, oh, soaring so into annoying. first place there with four points in total. So next, Bucky, what is your worst? Okay, my worst is the goblins. I've got a big problem what? with... What? No, no, I'm with Bucky and this let him hear it out. Uh, like, it's just Bucky saying it. I can't like, understand Bucky saying it. That's what I'm okay, watching so about. I, I buy a box of goblins as a team. I get them out, I put them together, and I field them. And then I look against the roster, and I've got goblins. That is literally it. I don't have a fanatic. I don't have any of the secret weapons. I don't have the trolls. I don't have a doom dive. I don't have a loony. I've got literally nothing. I have goblins. What like that? That's not even half the team. Yep. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like you're paying twenty five pounds for less than half. You don't even get trolls. 
No, you don't get anything. There's no weapons or anything. All of it's extras. It's all extras. This is such a hard agree because you'll it's, find you have a half like, team really on a bad. different website. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's <laughs> Which like are far more expensive. For uh, a box of goblins. A lower quality material. Yeah. See, I, I kind I think, of do agree with I you at the same time, like, but it's just because they're goblins, I'm kind of... Right. Yeah, yeah, they I got think I mean, it's right for, you know, to see, like, a new, you know, a new player coming into the game is going to buy a box of goblins, come out into a game, you know, thinking, like, I've, I've got a goblin team. And mm. you're like, you, you don't really have anything, really, like, you know? <laughs> you, you, if it was starting... I was like, you know, I, I get, like... This is a business thing, but... Well, no, if it was any no, other game, like... any other Games Workshop game, like Age of Sigma or something like that, it would be a perfectly fine buy, because the people who are yeah. buying into it are there, and they kit-bash, and they do all these things anyway. So you can just kit-bash the other models together out of the ones you've got, you know, make chainsaws out of the sprues and things like that. But with Blood Bowl, it is a game where you, can buy, you, you want to buy a team and just play, and you get younger kids playing and people that have never come into, or don't even like painting, don't like modelling, and they just want to play Blood Bowl. So it kind of... Yeah, yeah. it ruins it. But, like, yeah. you, can't, yeah. you can't pick up that box and just play... Like you, you no. just can't. No, no, and I'm fair. with you on that one. That's I mean, fair, yeah. also uh, to support you even further. When I look at them, because I, I've never liked them, and I couldn't put my finger on it why. But it's the heads because I bought yeah. a box, and then I've used it as my converted um, black orc team. And what I did was swap the heads. The moment I swapped the heads for different goblin heads from Gretchen's from 40k and things like that, they look so much better. The, the the head gear they've got on this it just looks ridiculous but I'm with you Bucky you make a really valid point there about the fact that, that you can't play them they're not a team yeah everything everything else while we've been moaning about like the dark elves and things like that you could feasibly play them because you could you know they are a playable team they're not the best version of it but they are playable whereas this one isn't a team at all I'm with, do you know what well done Bucky you've made a very good point there and I think you know Thank you. Thank you. Daddy approves. Point. I do trust. Hero approves. You got everyone to agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shippers. Right. Uh, I just really... This is a personal gripe thing. It really is. I don't like the Necro box at all. And my very first reason for it is because it's... I, I get it, like the gimmick they're going for. It's all Halloween themed, haha, and all that. But it just seems. Let's say you go, you want to play a necromantic team, and you you go into the Games Workshop and you think, oh yeah, when it gets a team, it has everything in it. I guarantee that it's actually, it's actually a bonus for it. However, like the the style of it is only Halloween themed, and you can't sculpt it in a way where it can't be Halloween themed. <laughs> like you got zombies of like. Um, uh, like pumpkin head, you get the wraiths are kind of like comical, or just comical. Um, uh, the wraiths the are what let it down completely yeah. for me. And I really don't like the werewolf sculpt at all. I don't mind the werewolf sculpt, and I think uh, the flesh golem is one of the best they've ever, uh, oh. one of the best Blood Bowl miniatures out there. I think that's quality. No, the, I, I think like the wraith, the wraith does actually sort of, uh, you know, deserve it's, yeah, its place it's on this shoot. list. It's like, yeah. The fact the that it's actually on a washing line 
Yeah, it's kind yeah. of like that yeah. doesn't what? make much sense. Even when you no, look no, at the rest think, of it, it doesn't make much sense. Yeah, I think we've got to bear in mind that there's always a try and a bit of a tongue in cheek thing with Blood Bowl. It's always meant to be a bit, hey, a bit funny. Yeah, but like fluffy socks. Like, that, that's like, yeah, oh, stop it's it. It's too much on the nose, really. All right. But yeah, it's too much on the nose. It's, it's like a really bad joke. It's like someone's like, you know, they show you the flesh gun. Like, everyone's like, oh, that's nice. And then it just goes flat. You can just hear the audience like just go pin drop when they reveal. Yeah. I've an, another gripe as well. I'm not a big fan of the the ghouls I got as well. They look more like Wendigos. Yeah. <laughs> well, you uh, you went and bought separate ghouls for yours, didn't you? Well, I got um the Dark Elder Air Ghouls. This is like for my undead. Uh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. And I, quite, nice I quite like them. the um the undead ghouls as well because they they do they're doing what I want the skinks to do. They stay low at the ground and they try and be like they try and minimize themselves as a target because they're quite they know they're quite weak. You know, they're the ball carriers. They're the speedy guys, um. But these guys look, they don't, they don't. I don't, I don't think of ghouls when I look at them. I think like of something else. I think like a Wendigo, from like Until Dawn or something, with the extended arms and the really long fingers. I know. Yeah, I must admit also that team almost made my list, but just simply for the the race, I think. Uh, also, but, yeah. negative points for do one the ghouls having a, po- uh, a pumpkin helmet. It's funny. It's kind. Of, it's kind of funny, but at the same time, it. It'll wear off. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, yes, there we go. Necro make the top spot in the worst for shippers. So that just leaves me. Now, much like uh, shippers' personal one there, this one for me is a little bit personal. Uh, it incorporates a lot of the other things, but this to me is the worst box that Games Workshop have done. And that is the Wood Elves. Right. Um, when it comes to the sculpts, they're wearing lycra leotards for some unknown reason. I just <laughs> can't get my head around. Yeah. Apparently, they find it really easy to produce elasticated fabrics in the woodland realms. They're in one-piece gym kits, for Christ's sake. I mean, what is that all about? The war dancers have twigs tied into their headbands, you know, just for shits and giggles, because they have to show how they are clearly associated with the woods. And they have their jumpers around their waist like 80s yuppies, just in case they need to put them down for goalposts. I mean, I don't get it. I don't get the sculpts at all. The linos have a tiny, like, weird, almost hockey-like masks, which have just look ridiculous. And even though the kit looks to have, like, the world's tiniest puzzle in it like there's just i mean look at it on games workshop it's like it's there's a thousand pieces for like one model it's ridiculous right but even though they've done that they've put these hockey masks onto the faces of the linos so a you can't decide whether you want the one or not and b you have to paint the skin color through tiny little gaps so it's like you're always going to have some mess up of the the paint there and and for god's sake don't make the team over a carpet especially not a gray one you will be trying to find bits of that team for years to come you'll be hoovering for about a week with a sock over the end of your hoover just trying to find pits of this tiny 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 little kit oh so yeah is this this really fueled by the fact that you hate the fact that you've lost sprint no 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 i'm 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 (laughs) <laughs> I went out and bought a Wood Elf team, but I bought the Wiley team because it's it looks like Wood Elves should look like. Do you know what I mean? I just yeah. Oh, they They're also not have nice the, they also nice have team. the problem as well that you don't get the full team in there, mm. so you only get two catchers. Now I know that's not really a massive thing with Wood Elves, but still, you know what I mean. It's still that as well. Um, and you can't just convert a Lino though to a catcher, can you? Because they've got those fucking masks on with the tiny little holes in that you've got to try and paint the fucking thing through. 
One of them's got a Learn horn. Paint, mate. Hang on. One of them's got Learn. a horn. A random thrower has a horn. What, 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 why does he have a horn? I've got a horn when I'm with you, darling. No, you are a horn. E. <laughs> but he has a fucking horn. What is that about? Why would a wood elf have a horn? Anyway, so yes. I there's, there's literally... I was looking at it, the box, and I was just like... This is obviously... The wood elves came out a lot before the new rules. And I was looking at it, the, which team to buy, and I went, Oh, wood elves, I'll get... I'll get what, 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 what? Why are they wearing leotards? What? And it was just, yeah. What, and what, what? Like, your war dancers are meant to look sort of as if they've grown up in some woods and they're raw and they're, you know, a bit punk and they're, you know, a bit psychotic and dancing and bouncing around. And these guys are there with twigs in their hair going, ooh, look at us. You know, fuck off. <sighs> I like to think that, like, um, the Flash's, you know, costume for his, like, friction, like, uh, it didn't get cause any friction <laughs> when they're running yeah. around really fast. Uh, <laughs> And they and they do a lot of that in the woodland realms, you know. <laughs> so washing their lycra in the puddles, catching the water from the trees, putting twigs in their hair for no fucking reason whatsoever. Okay. Growing horns. Listen, listen. That's what they do. Just, just, the old metal ones from the third generation had the similar sort of theme. This is just a modern uptake of it, really. And it's the paint job that makes them look a bit more ridiculous, really. It looks like Mr. Motivator's long-lost children. Oh, I grant you. All right, but... Uh, they don't. They're not. They're a bit meh to me. They don't offend me, but they also. I don't hate them. That's probably because I just have a natural hatred for wood elves anyway, and I just it just doesn't matter what they look like. I hate them so anyway. The fact that they're absolutely but, terrible, just you know, you, you're kind of into. No, like I said, I'm indifferent. That's it's a bit like my feelings feelings to you sometimes. Ooh. If uh, people listening can't tell, uh, Pio's had a long day, so he's a little bit grumpy today. Yeah, I am a little bit grumpy, but I still love you. Okay, so final scores on the doors. We have a clear winner with the Dark Elf team, which I I think will ring out to a lot of our listeners out there, because the amount of hate I've seen towards them going going through is the kits and how fiddly they are, how bad they are to put together. Second place, we do have Lizards. Uh, Lizards did only score three points, uh, the same as some others, but obviously there was two votes for Lizards, so in the past we've all said that bumps yeah. it up a place. So that leaves... Hang on, hang on. can I interject here? Yes, yeah, certainly. Can I nominate Goblins to be our second? Goblins Ooh. second, okay. I'd say, as well. Yeah. No, that's Strong fine. Strong argument. No, or... I would say so, Goblins second as well. Yeah. Are we happy with Dark Elves first, uh, Goblins second, and then Lizards third? Yep, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So there we that go. sounds about right. There we go, listeners. Uh, all the box sets you can buy from Games Workshop, we think that those are the three you will be most disappointed with. And now for the headline act, who are the best three? So I'm going to start this one off, mm-hmm. because I went last with the last one. And I'm going to say, and this 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 hurt me a little bit inside by having to say this. So my my number three in the top three is is just dwarfs. Uh, boring, trundling dwarfs. <laughs> They're the first team I bought from Games Workshop. The normal dwarfs yeah. in there, they all look great. The aesthetic's fine. Uh, they have the full team in the box. You don't need anything else. Uh, you're ready to go. Because, like, the big guy as well, you don't want the big guy. So, you know, uh, 100% sure why they have those bits at the back. You have to glue in, you know, the bits you put the numbers on. But even them, they're not fiddly. They're very easy to do. Uh, a very easy kit to put together. Good value for money. The only thing letting them down is the slayers who fly on their weird beards. They yeah. look nimble, they aren't even the fastest right. position on the team, but they look weird. But yeah. it's very easy yeah. to swap them out and get in some decent yeah. Yeah. things. So I, I, would, say... I do like that. But the the Chorsley has a very odd 
like I'm not sure who positioned them and like what their thinking was behind them standing on their beard. Yeah. <laughs> I just right uh, the, the reason I I understand why the reason why these dwarfs didn't make my hated list was because like you said for a new player you've got everything you need in there and that's fine. I'm I'm not a huge fan of the sculpts if I'm being honest. Uh, they're okay but it's the whole the troll slayer thing. The iron golem dwarfs I've got are my absolute favourite. Thick, solid. That's what you want. You want them to be. You want them to be little mini brick walls that no one's getting through. You don't want them running. You don't want them like the blitzer. He's on one foot and running forward. And he's not that much different to anything else. You've got one dwarf blocker that looks like he's almost like turning away. And going, no, don't hit me. Please don't hit me. And it just, yeah, just now. But gone. Every team must have. At least one guy on one foot running towards something. <laughs> I know, but we, it's a games workshop rule, damn it. <laughs> I know well, the worst ones, the Zote, on my well, it's got six legs and only one of them's touching the floor. That's ridiculous. But uh, I know it's a games workshop thing, but I just I like my dwarfs have their feet on the ground. Okay, so dwarfs number three in the top three. It's actually Pierre, your turn. I didn't like these at first, I must admit, when they first came out. However, having got a box set and put them together and converted them, I actually really think they are brilliant. And that is the Elven Union team. I think for sculpts and for ease of putting them together, they're lovely. And I've converted mine, and I should be painting them up hopefully for next year, with the Harlequin models from 40k. And they just look phenomenal. They've been easy to chop and convert. Even if you just got the box set, you've got a decent enough team. Yeah, all right, you might need to get another couple of catches from somewhere, but fundamentally, you've got everything you need in the box for a good, solid elf team. They are lovely looking. Got the easy paint jobs as well for beginners because nothing's really covered up. Everything's quite open, so you can access all the armor. You can do all the different you know, styles with it. So, yeah, I, I quite like them now. Okay, Bucky. Okay, my third best is actually one of the new races. I really like the Black Orcs. I really yeah, like, good. like the Black Orcs themselves. They're big, bulky, muscly. You know, they're not running too much. The poses aren't over the top. They just look like nice and that kind of brute look. And even on the goblins as well, look like they're, you know, sort of more brute-like and stuff. Uh, I just really like the look of the team, the the look, how I'd imagine them in my mind. And I really like that. Yeah, nice heavy armour on them. I mean, the only thing for me is, again, the goblins' heads. I'm not a fan yeah. of the the yeah, like, like the scissors like, uh, they've got on their noses and stuff. Do you know what I mean? It looks like uh, I got you can squeeze team, them together, cut paper. Because like, you basically get, like, two of each of the same. Yeah. So I just made sure, like, you just mix and match. So. That would be like, you know, the one thing where I'd say, like, if you were doing them, like, mix and match them up a little bit. But again, it's not it's not a hard job, you know. It's like no. just gluing extra head on. It's, it's easy enough to do. No, good shout. Yeah. Definitely good shout. Mm-hmm. Uh, shippers. Yeah, so I'm on the same lines as a uh, cow daddy with uh, putting oh. dwarves as, um, as my third option. Because mm-hmm. uh, the look, uh, taking on the same points as a uh, cow daddy, like... Um, I just I quite like them. I quite like I just quite like them. Um, they look easy to paint for like beginners especially. They look quite nice, easy. Big armor panels, nice and easy to uh, go along and do like simple edge highlights and all that. 
I like all the gems they got all around them. Pretty, I mean, I know it's a staple of dwarves, but I like it because it adds some variety to the model rather than just looking like a solid piece of just one like material of armor. You got some gems encrusted on the in their beards or the shoulder pad, like not shoulder pads, but their gauntlets. I do have a gripe with the troll slayers flying. Who Superman in it, and I would like the runners have a bit less armor to represent that they have less armor than you know the other like the blockers and the and the blitzers. Got shorter like, beards. They're not going to trip over them. And they got. That's a smaller true. helmet that's as well. Oh no, touch. I changed the. I know, I changed the head on mine. Yeah, there's still there's got like a helmet with like a weird like glass eye sort of like I don't know. It's got like one eye sort of covered. It looks uh, like a bit strange. Um, yeah, and sort of uh, from it looks mostly easy to see like the difference between the 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 line dwarf and the um, the blitzer as well. The blitzer having the big like bladed gauntlet um, with the like the, the dwarf and face face on it yeah. and also like carrying around a little I think it's like a little cask I'm trying to look in the 3D view here yeah, yeah no, no it's not a cask it's a little tankard a little like mug for his bugmans <laughs> yeah I must admit I do like that I do like those turn counters they're quite yeah. funny oh no, not just the turn counters just but um, on the blitz so he's got a little like bugman little, uh, little mug like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's good uh, I just really like them. I think the fuller detail nice nice look nice and easy to paint and put together for big, beginners yeah and you get the entire team because you don't really want a death roller Shippers, we'll go straight back to you. What's your second choice? Right. I know Pia and uh, and uh, <laughs> Bucky have um, a negative thing to say about, it, about them, but I really like the Nurgle team. I really like Nurgle team. I reckon would, wouldn't you? Right. Ign- ignoring <laughs> the Pestigors, okay. Ignoring the Pestigors, even though I think they're absolutely disgusting, which is meant what Nurgle's all about, looking disgusting and horrible, mutated, you know, fitting with the in-game stuff where they can be mutated. I absolutely love the bloaters. You know, the just real, just massive, like they look like really big units to be on the field, and of course they got that like trait of being Nurgle, having like look like pus and guts showing and all that stuff. And again, and with the uh, the rotters as well, again repeating the same points, the look disgusting, the look how Nurgle should look. They, they don't, they're not um overly overly like fantasized. It's, it's grim to look at, really. Maybe a bit too grim dark for Blood Bowl. I really like it. I really, I really like um, how they look. And just to jump on the end of that, I also went for Nurgle at number two. Of course you did. <laughs> oh, I just think. Don't get me wrong. No, to, to, to be fair, though, to be fair, if you take the pesticles out and burn them, um, then the rest of the team is quite nice and aesthetically pleasing. I must admit, for a Nurgle team, it does fit the bill. And you've nice. pretty much got a team to play out of the box as well. Um, uh, from it, you're not really no, missing you anything. No, you need the beast. You need yeah, the beast. You do need the beast. As a but the thing is, we all know for all these box sets, none of them have the big guy. So you can't really hold that against any of the box sets because you've got to hold it against them all. That's not true. Mm, I don't know. Most teams need the big guy. Most of the teams that we're going to go over, but they have big guy. So yeah, I, I, I'll agree with that. They don't have, and you do need it to really start off. But saying that, you do have the majority of the team, and I think they look fantastic. I think they look minging. And I think, personally, some of the best paint jobs I've seen for, within the community and stuff have tended to be on the Nurgle mm-hmm. Blood Bowl team. They get some fantastic paint jobs on them when people get a little bit creative. Them and start coming up and all the Pass yeah. and the stuff like that and it looks mm-hmm. fantastic i just think they're a great great little team for for the box set that you get i think you get a lot for your money but uh po you next then i haven't i i must admit and but bucky's probably gonna like this my second i went for halflings just because Ooh. there's so much character in them you know and you've in the box set 
other than like the big guys, you get all the positionals you're going to need. And they're just funny. They're just ca- full of character. You've got one with a kettle on his head, another one with a squirrel on his head, which converts into a very good acorn yeah, character, if you want to do a star player. Yeah, they're just, they're just good. And, like, they're just what you imagine things to be in the pitch, really. Tiny bit overweight, tiny bit don't really care, but trying their puckiest to be best. I think it's, it's also- easy to tell the difference between their miniatures as well, because um, obviously now that yeah. uh, Halflings have got positionals, it's actually quite easy to tell the difference between the models. Because I was playing against... Yes. Who was it I was playing against the other day that had them? I'm not going to be able to remember now. They had them, and I, it was easy to tell the um, hefties. Well, it's dead uh, easy, the yeah. Like that, uh, due to the sculpt. Yeah, they're bigger. They've got think, patches all over them. You've got the catches of the hand in the air, yeah. which is what you want a catcher to have, really. Yeah, looking like he's ready to catch. And, yeah, and then the rest are just normal little halflings. And they, oh, they're just the fun. you got the one Gordon Ramsay there. Yeah, you got to love the Gordon Ramsay. Do you reckon they put him in to be <laughs> the chef so you could kit bash him into Probably. a chef? Oh, that's it. That's a good call. I but, thought yeah, I think... that was the case. Because, yeah, you just get enough in the box, and I think, to put a couple of trees in and then a couple of star players on that, and you're sorted, aren't you? Yeah, uh, and to be fair, go outside, grab some twigs, get some blue uh, blue tack and a couple of bases, and you've got your tree men anyway, haven't you? So you're raring to exactly. go as soon as you get the box. So, yeah, couldn't agree more. Go on then, Bucky, what's your second? Okay, so my second choice, I know some people didn't like one part of this box, but I really like them. It was the Snotlands. I love the box. Oh, they are and, good. Right, you get everything for the trolls, which, fair enough, you know, every box, you don't get the big guy, fair enough. But the, the pump wagons, I know some people had, like, a bit of bother building them. A but bit they fantastic <laughs> models, like, they just look so good. Even mm. the, the amount of snotlings you get in that box is actually really, really good. And you get both of us here, you get all the positions, you get the bombers, the weapons, unlike the goblins. So, I think it's, like, just a really <laughs> nice box. No, that is a good shout. Uh, I must admit, I thought about Snotlands myself, but it was the complaints within the community about the, <laughs> the wagons that put me off putting them in there. Yeah, like yeah. Me, I think after, after people had complained about it, they were saying like, "Oh, this is how you should build it," and I built it with the feedback from people, like what people had said, and I didn't have that much bother with it. I think you know, with your start, tiny, tiny little twelve-year-old fingers. I like like yes, once, when you've got big fat fingers like the rest of us they're they're just really nice models even just the snotlings themselves like they're not just plain and boring like they have personality like every single one of them yeah definitely great sculpts on the snotlings they do have personality um yeah i think that's a, a very worthy number two spot there for you okay so that means we are moving on to our first place for the best team and i'll tell you what we'll whip it back round and we'll go to bucky right okay so my number one keeping on the theme of snotlands i went for the ogres can i can i just step in here and say i went for ogres yeah i went for the ogres as well (laughs) (laughs) is that is that a clean sweep for ogres Clean three for ogres. The value in that box is incredible. Like four ogres. That's, you know, fair enough, it's not out of the six, but damn, four big guys in a box is insane. Yeah, and then all of the Gretchen as well. Yes, please. Noblars, Noblars. Sorry, no, Noblars, sorry. It's because you said Gretchen's in 40k earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Noblars. Like, even if you didn't particularly want the ogre team, like, to play it much, just getting those four ogres in a box for, like, the, the price it is, is, like, damn good. See, forget oh. the forget the money. 
Forget what it's worth. Forget any of that stuff. Right, those sculpts are easily the best I've seen come out of Games Workshop when it comes to any Blood Bowl team at all. They are fantastic. Yes. Each one has character. Uh, there's even female ogres coming out as well. You know, yep. everything about them. The belly plates, the faces, the fact that they're, they're, they're from all over as well. They're not just all looking exactly the same faces. They've got different characteristics about them. Everything. The fact that you've got a punter, the fact, oh, just... Everything about the Ogres team just looks fantastic. The only reason it I would is, ever play Ogres it, is because of that box set. Not what? Not because of Spike 8 and the brilliant tactics that were in there. Yeah, it was the writing. It put me off. Yeah, I suppose. Right, but <laughs> what I love about them as well is not only do you get the option of pretty much an extra Noblar in there because you've got the one that you know, they're looking to throw or anything else you could add as that. But they're really good for conversions because when you get like the other normal ogres from like Games Workshop, there's bits you can change, you can make them unique, different heads, different, you know, things like that. And they're just so easily slot into place. Oh, they're just a conversion man's dream. They're just brilliant. And I love ogres. <laughs> ogres are the best. Yeah, I've been on the ogre train for... Oh. <laughs> For uh, for a while now, and having built them and painted them up for the for the Taylor I'm sorry, coaches, you, you 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 who built them up? Uh, you know, for the. Oh, sorry, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you painted them. I might have made them for you. Right, I, had, I had a ghost. I had a ghost builder. Okay. <laughs> and what he says was brilliant, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. That's what I heard. Well, but anyway, painting them, painting them was oh. I absolutely love painting them. I love the Noblars. I love like the ones holding like the broken glass bottles, like they're gonna do anything, you know. They're really angry and aggressive. You got the smug looking one crossing his arms. You got the one who's like begging not to be thrown. Oh, every single one of them is full of character, similar to the Snotling box. Every single one of the Snotlings has tons of character to them. And then you get onto the ogres, and when you paint them, uh, well, you get loads of value for having four ogres in a single box, and they can be customized and so on. But there's also just plenty of space to like have fun just doing a paint job for them. Like mm-hmm. even with the box art, you can give them like you can see yours. They're giving them like tattoos and whatnot. They're like numbers on the on the on the plate in the back. Well, when I painted mine up, I did like freehand stuff on the belly plate because there's just loads of space to play around with the models. Yeah, they're just lovely. So can I, yeah, can I just are. say this, this has made my night. All of us picking ogres. Oh, first <laughs> time it's happened. I think we've had a clean sweep. Yep. In any. Yeah. In, uh, in any sort of uh, way with this, but yeah, I think that just shows how how good they are. Final standings, then, obviously, with twelve points, a maximum twelve points, I might add, is ogres. In second yes. place, uh, okay. place you'll be uh, really happy about this. Po is Nurgle uh, with four yeah, points, yeah, yeah. and uh, right, so we have a choice for third. We have dwarf, halfling, and snots, all on two points. I personally think I it should probably go halflings. Not. I want to say snots. Snots. Yeah. yeah. Okay. As, as much as it pains me to pick something over halflings, yes, I'll, I'll go for snots. I'd, I'd go for snotlings because they are they are really characterful. Yeah. They definitely. are. Uh, okay, so there you have it. The best box, in our opinion, to get from Games Workshop if you want both value for money and also just fun with the sculpts is the Ogre Box by far. Okay, so that was it for our best of three. Uh, now we're going to, uh, I don't know how many people have been watching the uh, community sites on Facebook or on Talk Fancy Football, but there was recently a Geordie tournament 
called Block on the Time 2, which uh, Block on the Time, don't mind, I mean. Which three of us were lucky enough to attend. Uh, so we're going to... And what, what, what happened to you, Shippers? What happened to you? Uh, well, as I already mentioned, I, I forgot about it. And I you forgot about it. You forgot about it. Even though, even though you were reminded about it several times on the build up, <laughs> weren't you? Yeah, Leave well, the lad alone. He had things to do with his sister. Okay. So, <laughs> we're going to nip off to our first, and hopefully not last, tournament report. Okay, hello everyone, and we are here at Block on the Time 2. Yes, it's going to be amazing. Apart from the fact that Shippers hasn't bothered to turn up because he forgot, because he's with his girlfriend. Ooh. His sister. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, here we go. So who have you got first? Right, uh, do you know what? what? You brought? I bought Chaos, and I've gone for very dirty Hack Flem. Right so I've dropped a Chaos Warrior, dropped a reroll, and I've got Hack Flem with a blocking ogre. Which should be quite fun, I'm hoping for. Nice. So I've gone Underworld. I've also got Hackflem, because everybody's got Hackflem. <laughs> but I've also brought Creek, so I'm expecting him to swing it around. I've just gone six Snots and Skaven. Yeah. So it's Skaven, Snots and Creek. How nice. I've got, I've got uh, Chaos Dwarves, and I too have gone Hackflem. It's keeping <laughs> in with the scene, of course. So, so quite frankly, we're just trying to fudge it. Right, we'll come back soon. Bye-bye. Okay, here we are. So game one or round one has been finished. So how did everyone do? Well, the chaos came, the chaos saw, the chaos conquered. Hackflem should be fecking illegal on a chaos yeah. team. It should be illegal on any of you Yeah, I know. It should be. He's just too damn good. It was because with the strength I've got and the skills of piece, it was literally just slowly march slowly march slowly march well I can score whenever I like now and I just held on till turn 8 and went boom scored and it was but I must admit Chaos Pat who I was up against terrifying because he had hack flame as well yeah. but he had a goblin so defending the one turner how do you do it because you, which one do you go to defend which, do you go back to hold back do you go in to stop yeah. the one yeah the thing and it was just mm. I, I went I, I Scaredy tactics, I went for the thing because I was thinking he'd have to dodge through anyway at some point. Yeah. So at least I'm done. But luckily, Nuffle blessed me and boxed his dice up. So it's fine. Yeah, so I was actually in a bit of a similar to uh, Pure. So I was Chaos Dwarves. I was playing Pact as well. In uh, first half, I received, and it was the same thing. You just slowly march until, you know, Hack Flem can pretty much score from anywhere, anyways. So you just slowly march, take your time, and then run them in for the score. Uh, I finished 2-1. I managed to make the pack score quite early in the second half and then score the second late on. But uh, again, I think packed again, though, actually pretty scary. He had a claw mighty blow uh, ogre, which I was very scared. He tore through a bit of my armour on the dwarves. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you can have so an the, ogre, you can have a, a troll minor. and yeah. a minor troll. In the, f- the first half, the first... Do you uh, three? Yes, you do. You do, yeah. <laughs> the first half was actually quite close with the strength of the big guys um, but eventually as Pact always does the big guys decide that they don't want to play anymore and they leave too many gaps and with Pact Flame you just run straight through yeah I was quite yeah. happy to serve my guys mine at all oh, nice. <laughs> second turn of the first half obviously he went for oh I'll go I'll try and serve and then he's just like 
Yeah, I'll blitz, I'll move, okay, I'll push. Thank you very much, and the crowd oh, killed him. So is that is that two ones all round for yeah, us? Two ones so I got a two round, one as well. Yeah. I was playing Black Hawks. Um, I actually had it a bit different. I kicked straight off, but again, Hackflem, all that happened is I managed to find one way through, and my opponent left a gap at the back, and I just went through with Hackflem and stole the ball. And the minute I stole the ball, he managed to take Hackflem down with the ball, but then even with the ball in between all his Blackhawks, Hackflem I could just pick it up, run out, and by that time I was too far away, they just couldn't get to it. Yeah. So I scored yeah. in their drive so on the first half. I think summary is that Hackflem's just... Oh, Hackflem. Hackflem is too awesome. How many of them have you had? Oh, I'm drinking now, so I don't care. Um, but no, it's... It'd be interesting, I think. No, for do you know who is amazing though? Yeah. Creek. He's fucking brilliant. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, right, Creek. Creek's gonna Creek's be. amazing. Creek's a glass cannon. Hey, so what? But no, what, I, what one thing I did do with Creek on the, the for my second touchdown is I pushed him out to the side, went right through a load of Blackhawks, knocking him down. Obviously, not getting through the bloody armour. But he went down and I put Creek out pretty much by himself. I left one snotlin next to him just to make him a target. And it basically opened up all one side for Hackflem just to run down because they went to take him down. I know, because he's so enticing. He's so enticing, but if you know that you can just leave him alone, because he'll probably... Oh, five movement, though. Five you can't movement. just leave him alone. You can, you can just leave no, him alone. No, 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 we're oh, creek. what's interesting is that we've all won 2-1, so any of us could oh, be no. playing each other. This I'm is gonna, true, I'm yeah. gonna, I know I'm going to be eating my own words. As, like, he's going to creep and eat through my team. Now. Oh, that would be cars? amazing. Hmm? Did you get him in cars? Oh, no, I only got... I got one pass. I got one as well. We're all two <laughs> oh, okay. Right. This is this is my hope and prayer snuffle right now. Right. I bet I play Bucky though. Yeah, I want you I want you to play each other every time. I want you to play Bucky and I get someone who has just luckily won and is what will happen what will happen is I'll end up with Bren or Don Vito and get absolutely dicked on yeah this is what's going to happen to me <laughs> um, alright okay so that's it let's move on to the second round then uh, that should be called soon and uh, yeah good luck yeah. everyone well Pio's corner has now become an agony corner Bucky are you okay I'm not okay. <laughs> it's okay so, to not be okay. It's okay not to be okay, so tell us what happened. Okay, so, uh, round two, I've come up against Ogres again, with Griff. Oh. Awesome, awesome. So, um, we can confirm that Pierre's correct. Ogres are very good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... For, <laughs> it's recorded. Yeah. It's actually historical. Okay. <laughs> we, uh... I had the chance to score first half and uh, Hack Flem filled his blitz through, dropped the ball into the hands of Griff, who uh, gently and gracefully carried it down the pitch for a touchdown. And then second half, once again, got the ball and just as gracefully as in the first half, <laughs> scored again. <laughs> there was a lot of dodges, though. He had to do it. Yes. You did have him pinned. Yes, he was pinned to the sideline. Uh, and then he managed to dodge through the tackle zones into the end zone. Uh, but it, it, it was a good game, but had a few unlucky rolls and just a lot of griff nonsense that you can't do much about. I think me and Pio both might end up facing each other. Another 2-1, how this many cash? Uh, I got four cash in that one. I got two, just the two. So, so I don't you're, know. you're ahead of me then, probably. Maybe, I don't know. The thing is, I'm just having fun because yeah, yeah. a chaos team with Hatflem is just yeah. insane. It's like, do you know what? I'm going to go right. 
and they all pile right. Do you know what? I'm gonna go left, and they all and it's just I can just spread them because I've got like strength four, or even the beastman can hit with a strength four. It just means I can I don't have to over you know over commit, and with Hapflem, it's just phenomenal. Has anyone got a bot uh, Yeah. I think that basically our game down, our game came down to Hackflam at one point. Yeah. But saying that, we had some very... My game had a few lucky dice. But yes, Hackflam is ridiculous. He is just ridiculous. But yeah, um, and I just love Creek. Again, just ploughing into, plowing into people, knocking them aside, getting out. And I swear to God, the people see Creek and they just need to take him down because he's got five movement. He can chase you. He can chase you up the pitch with his ball and chain. He's fantastic. I absolutely love Creek. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying him. So we're going to be, yeah, hopefully you'll be enjoying him in the next round, well, but we'll hopefully see. Hopefully not. I'd rather not have a ball and, ball and chain up with one, but you know, we'll right. see how it goes. Well. We'll see. But it's all to play for. Can I just point out though, Snotlings have been phenomenal. Yes. Right? They are ripping through their opponents at the moment. My underworld team, it's yeah. basically I'm playing with the same amount of Skaven I'm used to playing on a team, because most of my rats die quite quickly. So I'm used to only that's having you put six them in rats. Positions and they get squished. Yeah, but that's because you've got to. But you know, and just having Snotlings as well, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So yeah. On to uh, round, round three. three, whatever that's gonna be. Okay, so round three has ended. Uh, we had myself and Pio on the top tables. In fact, Pio was on table one. I have never been on table one, no. other than at the start of a tournament. Hey, hey. <laughs> I was on table three. Uh, what, what was that about? Oh, I don't right, know. Anyway, so how did you do? Uh, I got beat in my last game. Uh, Hack Flame and the Bull Centaur got Kaz really early. Uh, kind of went downhill from there, but it was a fun game. Battled it to the end. Your mistake so there I went down valiantly. was letting them hit Hack Flame. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you don't have a show. So, for but, example, like I went. Uh, my, my dice were just... Well, first of all, let's start off how good my game started. We're on game three. I'm obviously a little bit tired. So I forgot yeah, to actually me. use swarming with my snotlings on my first turn. So, so I actually started an under... Yeah, yeah and I, I started a, t a game with Underworld with only 11 players on the pitch. Go me! Like they used to be. Yeah, and you... <laughs> And you and then, take goblins so that you could take lots of snotlings and yeah, then yeah, forgot yeah. to bring on the snotlings. Yeah, yeah, so that was quite good. But no, from there it just went a bit downhill. I had, um, I got, my dice was terrible. Uh, I don't want to blame the dice because I had, I had some fantastic dice at times. I went for a six plus dodge, got it. Five plus dodge, got it. I had Hack Flem <laughs> running from one part of the pitch, right? Through about 10 dodges to do a one dice block, right? So I rolled about 20 dice, all of them absolutely fine until I got to the block where I rolled a skull. But it was just at the most opportune times I needed, uh, so I rolled four ones in a row with nothing in between. I rolled a, I rolled triple skulls. And then I rolled for uh, double skulls. Who let the sheep in? There's a lot of bleeding going on here. Uh, oh, mate, my dice were just fantastic or terrible. It was just, but I ended up with a 2 0 loss. Well, so I, that was, so know, I finished on a 1 all draw with Dante, and it was really tough. I scored early. I scored on that turn four. Because it's, very, it's, it's Dante. He was positioning really well, and I thought, if this goes tits up, I'm going to lose the ball. So I was just, I'd rather have a touchdown in the bank. Yes. 
And then he scored after this very good. I mean, I had him pinned, I stripped the ball, but he worked out well and managed to get the right dice for him and he scores. It was one all going in the second half. I'm thinking, that's it, game over. And then it was just, yeah, deep kick and not more, just not really either knocking players down or keep or not killing them. And yeah, I just then managed to hold him beautifully and nearly. Nearly won because nearly won. Nearly won. Nearly won. I mean, there was a chance. There was a chance. Oh right, okay. There was a chance. Yeah. Right. I made sure I positioned well, everything well, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's a long bomb to a halfling. You didn't catch it in two tackles. Yeah. Well. I've enjoyed it, but I have learned that um, I should just stick to halflings. Is the yeah, moral of the halfling. So, well, especially seeing yeah. as an ogre team is about to win the whole thing. Well, yeah, I think so. Oh, like yeah. It, yeah. Well, we'll see. We we got the announcements that coming up, but that was it for Go Three. So, out of the three of us, we ended up unfortunately with. Morgan on a record of one win, two losses. I've got two wins, one loss. Two wins and a draw. So Pio takes the top out of the three of us again. I, I, I think if there was ever any doubt. No, what, what was that? <laughs> Unless he bought flings, then I'll be fucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi. Um, first off, I'd like to thank the bearded card trader, but he's disappeared. <laughs> so I'll do it when he gets back. Um, there's been a lot of people here today, their first ever tournament, so I hope you've all enjoyed yourself, and we haven't put you off. Um, and with that, we will award the spoon, which goes to Will. Please come back in. So again, thank you to the Best painted. Any disputes on this, directed Scully? But it went to the pump wagon of Barbie. Oh, Stunty cup. So, we're not going away yet, <laughs> but Yudliger, you've won the Sunday Cup. <laughs> Touchdowns with eight. Hardcore stick. Taj with 15. Garfie again. So there were four people tied for second place, but it went on strength of schedule, and that's gone to Peel. And this one went down to the wire. There was a very close one-turn touchdown. Whether or not that would have impacted the results, who knows? But the winner with Augers <laughs> is Tablet. <laughs> There we have it. That was our 
tournament. Uh, and yeah, we, we won't talk very much about who came top out of us three. But so. We don't uh, need to. Oh, it speaks for itself, doesn't it? <laughs> I'll now hand you over to our resident crazy ship has to tell you the odds. Tell me the odds, tell me the odds. Tell me the odds, tell me the odds. Tell me the odds, tell me the odds. Tell me the odds. Had to go out and find this one on my own, so I went to a good old... the rest of us were at a tournament. Sorry? Hello? Exactly. the rest of us were at a tournament. Yeah, yeah. See, while you were, you know, playing on and... And Pierre's winning, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> I was mastering the odds. I know. I found um I found this on YouTube from a channel called don't know how to bloody say this. Von Yaort. I think they're French. But anyway, it was Bretonians versus humans. It was in the final final turn. It's two and two. That's a tie at the, at the moment. And the Bretonians have one last turn, and the humans have one last turn. So the Bretonians are going. They do a two-die block, Blitzer versus Blitzer, and you'll get a knockdown on two dice, which is nice and easy on a 55.56%. And then you freeze up a peasant, or what, what they're called again. I'm going to call them peasant. You know what they are. That's a defend dude. You move them over, hit the peasant's guard. He's able to do a two-die block onto a catcher, which ends up in a push, which you have to re-roll because you rolled a double skull. So there's a 98.77% chance of that happening with a push. The ball scatters out of the field. It will, and it got thrown back into the Bretonian's half, which is a 25% chance of that happening. And then a Bretonian blitzer had run all the way down, done a GFI, which is an 83%, picked it up with a 66%, and then done a 6-plus long bomb all the way across to another Bretonian blitzer. It's a 16.7% chance. And then got the catch with the 3-plus catch with um, the catch re-roll as well being an 88.89% chance. And then that blitzer who caught it had to blitz and do a, a dauntless roll against an ogre in front of him and got a 6% chance. And I was able to do a two-die block to knock him down for 50, 55.56% chance. And then follow up, run all the way down, do two GFIs, which is 69.44%, and score on the touchdown for 3-2 finish, which leaves the final odds that plane ever happened someone else listening being point naught naught one percent chance of happening to anyone else i love those sort of things it always makes it fills me with hope there's always a chance <laughs> so it's probably not going to then <laughs> i mean one in a hundred thousand tell me the odds 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 right so now we're going to discuss our team for the episode. Hey DJ, spin that shit. Now I heard a rumour that you want to know which team is fast and which team is slow. So let me hook you up with all you need to know because Team Talk is here on this mother flipping show. Cast Dwarfs are evil creatures, famed weaponsmiths whose creations are as twisted and as cruel as they are. They are the sworn enemies of their distant kin, but if there's one thing the two races agree on, it is Blood Bowl. Chaos Dwarf teams have long been a fixture of the sport, even though they were excluded official play by the NAF until its collapse. 
Most Chaos Dwarf coaches realise that their chief weakness is their race's inherent ponderousness. So Hobgoblin slaves fulfil a vital role as runners and throwers. A few lucky teams can even boast the presence of bull centaurs, mighty warriors who have been blessed with the gift of mutation. Chaos Dwarf teams might not be quick, but you'd be a fool to stand in their way. Team itself, in the new rules in the Team of Legends, currently comes with team rerolls of 70,000 gold pieces each. They're rated as Tier 1. They have the special rules of Badlands Brawl, favoured of, and you can choose whichever, Chaos Undivided, Corn, Nurgle, Slanesh, or Zanich, and the World's End Super League. And they do have an apothecary. So, guys, what can you tell me about Chaos Dwarfs? So we'll start with the Chaos Dwarf blockers. Come with 70 grand, uh, movement 4, strength 3, agility 4+, plus, passing 6+, plus, and armor 10+, plus, and they come with block, tackle, and thick skull as standard. These guys are, you know, your dwarf linemen, essentially, but with one beautiful difference. They have access to mutations. If you ever thought, do you know what? I really want to rip through that big guy. You can. You can get a claw. You think, do you know what? I fancy being really annoying. You can. There's just so much you can do with these guys. They're brilliant. And you start putting some key mutations on them, start putting some mighty blow on them, and they just become killers. They are phenomenal. You can have six, six of them on a team. So you can just happily block away to your heart's content, knowing that even if they manage to knock you down, you'd be like Chumbawamba. You get back up and you knock them down again. They're just brilliant. I absolutely love Chaos Dwarf blockers just for the sheer access to mutations that gives you so many fruity options. Yep, totally agree. What sets them apart is that access to mutations. You know, if you're seeing about kind of like how good a team is at being a kill team, it just removing other things. Chaos Dwarves are probably superior to Dwarves in that way, in that the access to mutation obviously giving them Claw, Mighty Blow. Of course it doesn't work the same way as it does in the old rules, but... Oh, back in the old days, when Claw and Mighty Blow... Yeah. <laughs> but saying yeah. that, if you I come up against anyone with 10 plus Arga, Armour, Claw's better, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, Claw is... Claw is but thing, it's, it's things like the actual mutations you can get, which are going to be very useful are things like disturbing presence is quite a nasty one foul appearance is another good one you can get you know let's not forget yeah tentacles or prehen or shiving a prehensile tail on them you know you put stand firm in a prehensile tail on a blocker he is going to be an absolute pain in someone's backside because unless you get a five or a six he ain't going down and he's not going anywhere so there's so many options with them they're just lovely well they are like pretty much the backbone of the of the team like you're you're taking your maximum allowance of them and you're just throwing them in the action you know yep. like you'd be shy with them just get them get them straight in like the your front line and get shove some horns on them as well <laughs> strength four oh, get in what more can i say about them really they're just a just a quality premium unit and you get six of them you know and a pretty pretty good uh, price um price for what they are i mean they are really slow of course that's uh, the main drawback and obviously they're not going to be handling the ball at all but you don't want them for that <laughs> You want you want them to be on the front lane with the block and tackle. And are you telling me not to take extra arms on my? You could. Next on the team we have the hobgoblin lineman. Forty thousand cost. They have movement six, strength three, uh, three plus agility, four plus passing, 
and 8 plus armor. They don't have any skills as standard. Well, this is the part of the team where <laughs> it's obviously the weakest part of the team, but it's a lineman, you know? Dirt cheap for pretty average start lane, really. Six movement, average, three strength, average, three plus agility, and so on. You get the idea. It's very, very average. Really more to say about them. They're just, they will die, but and will most likely be either a backup ball carrier if you're not using another member of their team which will no doubt get on to or there will be your main ball carrier or another role that they see themselves quite often in is being a fowler give them give them dirty player kick something yeah that's what they're good for if if you're eating grass you're eating boots and hobgoblin has those hobgoblin boots to do the job they are really good for making sure if someone's rude enough to stay on the pitch they're going off you know they're nice the only thing i'd say is that they are you need them that's the problem because your blockers are going to be just sitting there punching stuff if you want to do anything else on a care store team you're going to need your hobgoblin so it's about they are a scalpel not a sledgehammer when it comes to fouling you want to make sure it's tactical because you don't want to get too far out of position so to change the rule to sneaky get would be a really good choice for i think for a hobgoblin Running in, stamping on someone, then running back in to block and screen off whichever ball carry you choose, whether it be another hobgoblin or a ball centaur. You know, these are the guys who are going to give you that breathing space for your blockers to get back into position if they're out of time. So you've got to be careful with them. You can't, they're not expendable. They're not snotlings that you can just chuck in and just don't really care about them because you haven't got a lot of them on the pitch at any one point. If you start losing them, you, you start losing options quickly. Yeah, I'd agree. Like with, with the, with the low armor value, you've got to be careful with them because I think any team that's going up against you playing as Chaos Dwarves, they're going to target the Hobgoblins because that's the, they're the easiest to get off the pitch and the easiest way to reduce your numbers. So you being more cautious with them and like say picking the fouls you know you, you might target one opposing player one or two players that you think if i can get them off then it'll give me a big advantage and you sort of headhunt but in the i would play them you know kind of almost like skinks with the lizard men you want them to be active but you also want them to be safe at the same time because they're the almost the weak links in the team like they're good but they are the weak link with the low armor value and they're exactly what people are going to go straight for. So next up, we have my personal favourite. That is the Bull Centaur Blitzers. 130k, movement 6, strength 4, uh, 4 plus agility, 6 plus pass, and 10 plus armour. They come with sprint, sure feet, and thick skull as standard. Bulls are... Oh God, they're just amazing. They really are. Uh, movement 6, but, you know... Add another three to that because sprint and sure feet from the off is just insane. On a strength four piece like that is like it's it's game changing. It's so good having sure feet and sprint from the off. It really is. I mean, he, he's pretty much movement nine really. And with more than one reroll turn, you know, you got a sure feet reroll. Then you know, essentially, you can reroll every step of the way. But just the strength four on them is a massive. A massive plus he can you know, move around the pitch where he needs to be um he can outstrength most most pieces um he can even you know be the one to take on those big guys because uh, you'll have a lot of strength three but you know if you're sticking guard on those dwarves then you can bring in the strength four you're not going to need many assists even to take down big guys and i mean a lot of people even use them as the ball carriers because of the movements yeah they've got one low agility on a four plus but you stick the ball on you know you just stick block on that bull centaur and you've got a movement six strength four block sure feet and sprint 
ball handler. Yeah, that, these guys are the the stars of the team, in my opinion. They they they're the guys that make chaos orbs so scary. Um, they're really really fast, being essentially nine movement, as um as Bucky said. With their sprint short feet, it's really safe to do it in in most situations. They're tough to put down because they've got their four strength, so they're on par with like most of the bruisers of other teams like Saurus or Chaos Warrior and so on. They can be played as a, a blitzer, so they can try and get situations where they just go in, punch the crap out of someone. Or as a ball carrier, they're, I think um, break tackle's still pretty good on them, with them being strength, uh, strength four. It's not as good as it used to be. I think it's just a plus one now rather than just being a straight. Yeah, it just takes them to a three plus agility now, doesn't it? Yeah, but even then, that's still still good. Even But first thing you're going to get is block, and then you can get like short hands or something for picking up the ball more consistently on like a 75% instead of a 50%. If you want them as a, a blitz, say, you can give them block, mighty blow, and, and so on, all that good stuff. Yeah, so they're just fast, tough, and they have the. They can have versatility in the team. You can have one's ball carry and one's blitzer. While I echo my co-host's enthusiasm for them, I will be the sage words of caution. These will make or break your team. Choose your skills wisely. You have to pick their role and stick with it. You probably best if you if. Now, I personally never have them as ball carry. I understand why people do, because you've got someone like taking move nine and blitz out the draw. And sure hands, yeah, it takes up 70 of them. And they get the ball, they're fine. But you can tie up ball. Ball centaurs can get tied up very, very easily. You shove a lineman next to it and break tackle now being a bit nerfed. I wouldn't want to start dodging away with them. They can get pulled out of position quite quickly. Pick your skills wisely. Pick their roles. If you want a ball carrier, make them a ball carrier I'd, I'd argue giving them a dodge is better than break tackle because dodge you get to re-roll you've got just as much chance of it succeeding as you have it failing and it's the same sort of philosophy as sure hands so you want your ball carry if you can do it as a sure hands dodge one because it keeps them on their feet more likely it gives you options if you're going to go for a blitzer you want to go in fast and you want to go in hard block is an absolute must mighty blow is next you just want to make sure that whatever goes down goes down juggernaut is not a bad option as well um but block is the first choice it's just that the problem is if you get your bull centaur out of position from the rest of the team they are vulnerable and they're useless because they get tied up quickly if you lose them then your team will suffer massively and without block as a starting skill they are not your go-to guys for hitting they are a reserve cautious option at best for me once they start getting skills they're brilliant but to start with a word of caution people they can get pulled out of position quite quickly and they will go down quite quickly most times on your own block yeah you can't just go 50 50 into being a blitzer ball carry after to go straight into one or the other with these guys yeah it, it, it's all or nothing can't, can't mix it they can't mix it up yeah okay. it's one role or t'other so pick your roles yeah. carefully that was one thing that i felt at block on time there was a game where one of my balls went out instantly which funny enough was the one with block and i struggled all game what once that just that one of those balls had gone down it, it, it felt like you were missing a big piece of the team it really is okay so final member of the team the big guy we have the enslaved minosaur 150k five movement five strength four plus agility no passing ability and nine plus armor Comes with Animal Savagery, Frenzy, Horns, Loner 4+, Mighty Blow plus 1, and Thick Skull as Standard. As much as we all love Minotaurs, and they are brilliant, 
right? They do the job. They go crazy. They are going to cause things. On a Chaos Dwarf team, don't bother with me. My advice, I'm in very much in the camp that you do not need a Minotaur because it saps up so much of the money you need because re-rolls are key. And especially if you're going to use ball centaurs with the ball carrier, those re-rolls you need in the bag for those dodges that pick up the balls and everything else. A Minotaur gets you out of position because the friends, because what you've got to imagine is a Chaos Dwarf team. You are a dark, solid, never-ending tank. You want to stick together, safety in numbers, and you can absolutely muller steamroller positions. If you're looking at a big guy who's going to get pulled out of position completely, you're just leaving a one great big hole in the thing, and they just don't skill up as easily to get the skills you want. You want to block that on that team. Block is key because you want to be able to throw block dice, one dices everywhere, and not have to worry about it, and then get guard and stuff. And the Minotaur's just a bloat to the team for me. As much as mine, I do love Minotaurs, and I think they're great. They're just not for me on the Cursed Wolf team. Uh, yeah, kind of just ending on that. I like Minotaurs. Um, I think as a big guy, they offer quite quite a bit of all you know when they'll have games where they, they just don't want to play like having to commit either you've got to keep them in the tackle zones which is probably the way you want to go if you have them but then having to commit a blitz if he's not within a tackle zone can really hinder like your plans a lot because if you fail that then you've lost the blitz it also makes it less like more unreliable like you say, you really want the block on it. You want to utilise that you've got block across all your, your dwarves. Like, coming with block and tackle anyways, that's where you want your blitz to be from the start. You know, you want it to be the most reliable. So that means that there's less work for the Minotaur to do anyways. So personally, I, I never use them on Chaos Dwarves. I just don't think they need it. I think with the bulls, you got two strength, four. Obviously, all your, all your dwarves start with block, tackle. I think they're kitted out enough from the start to deal with other strength five guys anyways without needing a minotaur i think he, he's just a bit too unreliable and if you're using them you, you have to really commit to making him the forefront of the team which two guys mm. don't really want to do yeah, I mean, we've been we've, we've been a bit negative i mean the one positive i would say is that you shove tentacles on a minotaur and you can have fun yeah <laughs> yeah. it really annoys me. Frenzy does work really well. You know, it can offer a lot of problems. Even just the threat of having Frenzy, you can't really play the sidelines as well. Yeah. Uh, what more can I say about the Minotaur? Hundred percent agree with PO. It's not really needed in the Chaos Dwarf team because you you've already got your strength with the Bull Centaurs. You got your front line already with your Chaos Dwarf blockers, and it can hundred percent be a detriment to your team. The big guys are like with a negative trait like animal savagery or bonehead or things like that. Oh, it's it's a pain when you keep rolling ones and ones and ones and then he just stands there looking looking goofy. The benefit of a minotaur though is that if he does roll a one, he's gonna keep those tackle zones, which is really Can you nice. Just say minotaur. No. <laughs> But it's a minotaur. So, despite my uh, co-host's uh, interruption, I'll keep saying minotaur. Minotaur, minotaur. But yeah, and really where Bucky said, if you do have one on the team, and he does hit, he does behave, he will hit hard, and he, and you have to be careful for, if you're putting stuff on the sideline against him, because he can't just push push you guys off into the crowd, so the crowd can have some fun. Uh, or you can um, allow for some chain pushes into a cage, or you can just sort of ruin the cage in general, being strength six on the charge, 
another charge um, on the Blitz, and then frenzying in, and just to get right up in there and just disrupt that uh, that cage. That's one thing, actually, on his own with horns, he can take care of other big guys on his own, like yeah. Mitchie, he can just do it himself, because on the Blitz, you're getting straight two dice on big guys. Yeah. But you have to be you have to be careful of traps. Yeah. It's a trap with the blitz in, so just be careful. I mean, when you're doing a trap against a a minotaur, it's, yeah, I mean you can still set them up, but you'd be, be strength six on the on the on a blitz, strength five. Yeah, uh, yeah, traps are obviously dangerous. But uh, from being strength five it's it's not as bad as like a like a strength four piece of frenzy where it's much easier to set up a trap. It's not as bad as being corn, basically. Basically, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm thinking like a Norse, um, a Norse wolf as well. So where you can easily set a trap for that. That's the players. That's the team. That's what we get. What's the game plan for a chorf coach then? Well, to be honest, I think I when I would go for like your traditional kind of grind game. I would to receive the ball first, take as much time as I can to score, and um, because quick scoring options on. Well, then they're not really fantastic. You're not going to score quickly with this team unless you try the ball, but then that means either like Brinton every time uh, you're picking up or catching on your four pluses. So it's not fantastic odds that you're going to quick score with them. So really your game plan, you've got to grind out, try and take as many guys down with you along the way. Um, And just kind of, I like to pack together a bit you know like don't spread your team out too far because then like we were saying before for the balls once they get isolated it's very easy for them to become a distant part of the game you've got to kind of pack together make sure you keep everything like relevant and in the game uh and that also keeps your options open as well if you're kind of sitting in the middle you've got two ways you can go makes your offensive drive a little easier because uh, you're, you're not high movement either uh so i'd say grind and then defence just trying to either, you know, cause the turnovers or cause the quick scores and then having as much time left for you to score. Yeah, when I've played uh, Chaos Dwarves before, it's been more of a, a slow, similar to Dwarves really, just a slow uh, grindy game. You want to grind the game out and slowly advance up to the board if you're playing on the offence. Making them play close to your Chaos Dwarves blockers, especially once you eventually get a guard and things like that, you can really just pound, pound your you have a team in the dust basically over time and then just slowly walk it into the end zone and when playing defensively you want to be able to maximize the spacing you have with your your dwarf blockers mainly because they are movement four they are slow if you're going against a fast team like elves they will run around you and you have to try and do your best to try and spread out a little bit but not too too much because if you spread out too much then they can find a way in uh, to either blitz a guy out the way and just find a gap in between your defensive line. The benefit Chaos Dwarves have over Dwarf Team is that they have Bull Centaurs, which are obviously, again, a strength four piece, which can move up to nine squares and catch any of these um, faster faster pieces like Elves or, something, or Ghouls or something like that. But they don't start with any offensive skills like blocks, so they will struggle to do much earlier on in their career. I disagree with Bucky on this one. I would say your ta- your best tactic, if you get the choice, to kick first and defend. You set up pretty much as much as you can in the middle of the pitch, leaving your wings open. They'll think, oh, I'll just run down the side. That's what you want them to do. You want to herd them towards the side and then use your ball centaurs like sheepdogs herding your prey into a nice 
and bunch them all up together so you've got a bunch of victims waiting there which you can then squeeze and then they suddenly realize they're caught because there's nowhere to get out of all that tackle and all those tackle zones and you can just slowly squeeze until the ball pops and goes out and then you've got the ball centaurs who can jump on it and pounce on it and, and get away that's what you want because then you can cause as much damage as you possibly can so when you've got the attack you either force them to score quickly, so giving you four turns to score, which is highly possible with the Chaos Dwarf team, or they've got so few players left that just walking it down the pitch is easy. It's You're either looking at a 1-0 win or a one-all draw with Dwarfs each and every time, in my opinion, if you play them right. So, we've got the team, we've got how we should be playing them. What about if you're playing against them? How do you beat Chorfs? Well, it depends what team you're playing, really. If you're playing something like Elves, as I mentioned before, you want to force them, the Chaos Dwarf blockers, to spread out as much as possible. Make sure they don't have a... They're not all just bunching up and like trapping you in one side of the pitch. Because if they trap you in one side of the pitch, you, <laughs> you know, you're not having a fun time. They're going to beat the hell out of you. One thing you can do is um, guide them to one side of the pitch... Uh, and like sort of make them think you're going to go one to one side by pushing like just enough players to one side where they have to be concerned about it and then drag players over there and then what you could do with a faster team like again with elves you could run around to the other side and sort of just just run past them if you can they may leave one or two behind on the other side of the pitch but that should be easy enough for you to get to them and blitz them out the way or just just be, be able to have enough players to just like cage them off to protect your ball carrier if you're playing a a more bashy team it's not to get tar pitted by too much by the the dwarf blockers and you want to target the hobgoblins you want to absolutely destroy them hobgoblins because if you get rid of them they won't have a consistent foul piece they won't have a consistent ball carrier they will have to they will have to rely on the centaur which if they don't have any um ball carrying skills already on them they're going to have a really hard time. I'd say one thing in general is, like, we are, like with a dwarf team, you've got an entire team of dwarves, right? Obviously. But no, really? With, <laughs> but with this team, you've only got six, so you've, oh, got really? to, you've got to make sure that you've got them in the right place, because they're, they're only strength three. If they go down on the ground, even if they blitz and run off, you've got one space of movement after you stand up, so you're, you're not going to catch up to anyone even you know movement six which is standard across most teams you're still going to struggle if you if you've got a lot of guys down on the ground you're going to struggle to catch back up and it, it can be quite easy to to lose ground and once teams get in behind you and into your hobgoblins that's when you're gonna like you're gonna start to struggle then but i think keep, keeping the ball centaurs free it pretty much all times is a must if you've always got them available you always want that threat onto the other team of the bulls because the strength four they can handle a lot and they can cover a surprising amount of ground because of the sheer feet and sprint as well right it is pure divide and conquer when you're playing chaos dwarfs you you've got two options really you can you know do the cha-cha slide you know Move the play to the right, move the play to the left, move the play to the right, and just gradually pull them out of position so they can't catch you. Or you can play them and go, I would recommend two dice blocking where you can on them. Because like Bucky says, they've only got one square movement when they get back up. And it is juicing the amount of blocks against you. Because yeah. Chaos Dwarfs will suffer when they can't clear the pitch. If you can keep, if you just hit them but just stay one step back, 
and just make sure there's always at least one space between them, they will try and instinctively go next to you because they want those blocks, which you can use to your advantage by slowly turning the cage around them and then tying them up with one or two players so you can escape and then they suddenly realize even if they do manage to kill one or two of yours you're so far gone down the pitch that they can't catch you the bull centaurs if they've not got any skills don't worry about basing them yeah they're strength four but invariably they will need you know a five or a six to get you down and there's always that risk of them rolling block and those going down and it's a turnover so i would be tempted to base up the bull centaurs to entice the blockers towards you just so you can then make a break away and then the hobgoblins are going to do nothing to you if they're going to try and block you down really especially if you've got a cage so it's it's all about dividing conquer and spreading them because the little guys although they are tough they're not natural sprinters excellent so overall impressions of the core team what tier would we put them in are they tier one yeah. Yeah. They come with block and tackle. Six of them. Six. Six with block and tackle without even batting an eyelid. That's scary. You've got strength two strength fours with movement nine. That's terrifying. And then you've got cheap linemen who are you, you probably only have three on the pitch at one time, but you can get some on the bench. Yeah, the re-rolls are high, but jeez, Louise, who needs re-rolls when you're just blocking one block dice for fun? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so Chaos Dwarfs, definitely tier one. I mean, to be honest, if you look at the recent tournament standings, you'll see that that's the case anyway. Although they are helped out by Hackflem. Hackflem? I mean, just, my God. what did, It's like, what? what is this? It's like, I may submit, I did well in Block on the Time, which we've heard about my glories, but that was basically because of Hackflem, because uh, the Chaos team lack a ball carrier hat phlegm gives it to them what do the chaos dwarfs lack a ball carrier you give them hat phlegm they can bash your way to the heart's content hat phlegm can sit back having a fag and say all right it's time to go and then pick up the ball and run and the fact is he takes up the place of one of the hobgoblins as well so it's not like it's really a loss of uh, a positional um so yeah uh, they've been smashing at the tournaments hat phlegm is a massive uh, addition to them so yeah that's our deep dive on the chaos dwarfs now I heard a rumour that you want to know which team is fast and which team is slow. So let me hook you up with all you need to know, because Team Talk is here on this mother-flipping show. darlings it's nice to be in the comfort zone of this seat waiting to hear what i can help you with in your blood bowl agonies so in, instead of you talking to me is the silky and sultry tones of bucky so bucky what is the first question okay Pierre, your first question is from dante 
He asks, the current tournament scene is highly affected by rules surrounding star players. For example, included, um, but no special star rules or no stars at all. What do you expect the new standard to be on the tournament scene? Do you think two completely separate metagames will involve between inclusion and exclusion of stars? I, I think that is going to be it. You're going to have one extreme and the other. Because stars change the meta completely now. They are they're too good. As I've said before in previous podcasts, it becomes about the star and not about the team. That's what I felt. I, I felt like a very easy ride with Chaos. With thing. Now, I was lucky with some dice, don't get me wrong. And I was, my opponents were unfortunate at others because uh, I had some very good opponents. I always love against playing Perdness. Shout out to you, darling. I love it. Um, but stars change it. And I think tournaments will go back to banning them. I think UKTC will be the shining example because that will take it right back to what it's all about the teams and how well you pick your skills in the teams and how well you play the team having teams with massive positives but big negatives those balanced teams you get like human teams you can do a bit of everything i've got a bit of everything but no don't excel other points and it's and that's where i think the fun of the game is in tournaments it's you know utilizing and picking those teams so personally i would like to see stars banned from tournaments because i think it it changed it too much that everyone because when you look to block around the clock as an example it's because only just recently ahead i think there were six hackflems five griffs block on the time sorry block, i've said block on the time block on the time sorry block on the times in my head there, there was generically the same team along the way and it was just who could roll the dice better which isn't what the game's about so i would like to i think it is going to have a big shift i think you are going to have don't worry you'll have tournaments to which will focus on stars, but then you also have tournaments which ban them completely. It'll be one extreme or the other. They'll either be accepted or not, and I, I would like it to be not, personally. Great. So your next question is from Buccaneer, and he asks, should the Stunty Cup be removed at tournaments? If you're going to allow star players, yes. If you're not, no. And because the whole point is, I think, like, Let's take a halfling team, for example. You know, even with the introduction of the positionals, they were still a you know a tough team to win with because deep root was expensive. It was good, but it was expensive, and you had to sacrifice a lot to get that. And you have various different things. But now, with deep root being a lot cheaper, and with the plus two mighty blow, they're deadly. Snotlings were terrifying, you know, in tournaments now because they can just kill everything, and there's they've got cheap players that come rolling through. And Stunties, I think, need a nerf, and that because by trying to make them too competitive, they've overdone it. Games Workshop, and it just needs a bit of a reining back in. The whole fun of Stunty teams was you. They were bonkers. You did crazy stuff. You had crazy plays. Not really expecting to win. A draw was a victory. But now, if you don't win with Stunty, I think there's something questionable about your game plan because you've got all the, the toys now and you should be at least winning one or two games at a tournament with a, with a Stunty. And you can just see how powerful they are when not only the rise in Stunty teams coming to tournaments, but the types of players picking them. Like, people who play for Team England have suddenly gone, Halfling's great, I'll take them. 
or Underworlds. Yeah, there's loads of stunts on that, but crikey, look at all the toys you get with, and all the swarming and stuff like that. It's yeah, I, I think if it carries on this vein, Stunty Cup is dead. If they get nerfed or you ban stars, then the Stunty Cup is all well back on. So next question is from Yud Lagar, who asks, "What is your favourite result?" to get when rolling on the pressed and nuffle table i'm taking a deep calming breath before i answer this one i have tried to embrace every all the rule changes and there are some good rule changes i feel the passing thing i think is a nice touch with the new rules but i cannot accept any of the 16 prayers to nuffle as a fair way of balancing gameplay. It, the whole point of inducements is to balance the playing field. It doesn't ever really work, but giving a player 50k used to be, there's your babe, or there's your you know keg, to give your players that chance to get back on the pitch, to, level, you know, to at least be able to field a reasonable number of players. How is it, and this is what gets me so much with the prayers to Nuffle, how is it fair that I turn up as the underdog, spend my inducements to come up against a team who then has a load, because they're doing so well and not have any casualties and got all the skills in the world, have a load of cash in the bank, who then buy a massive star player like Morgue or something like that, which they can do, and that gives me, what, a few prayers to nuffle? That isn't fair at all. So there's absolutely nothing on the prayers to nuffle that makes sense to me or is absolutely fair, especially when it's so haphazard, whether it's the one drive or this half or anything. It just sickens me. How good, what use is extra two-star player points if you knock them out into a crowd to an elf team who's undervalued compared to their opponents who are a Chaos Dwarf team who are going to smash you to kingdom come? It doesn't balance the game, and whoever wrote them is just taking the mick. So I would much rather it be balanced thing that if you spend your cash out of your treasury, fine. But then that gives me more to spend for me as the underdog to get it right. So I'm there's nothing, absolutely nothing I like about prayers to nuffle. So unfortunately, you're to go. There's nothing I can't stand it. There's just they're disgusting. Right. So your final question is from Grud. So Yay! he says. Dear Pure, being an ancient orc means I am not up to date with new development in Blood Bowl. So when I mentioned to a fellow greenskin that I had a resin team, he told me to stick it up my arse. <laughs> Is this the correct way to prepare them for gluing and painting? They're quite spiky and could scrape this orc's nethers quite severely. How should I prepare them? First of all, as a wise and olden orc, I would have thought that spikes up your rear end wouldn't really phase you too much. However, resin, I have a love-hate relationship with resin, so I do feel your pain because resin models are beautiful. I've got, for example, uh, a very beautiful Inquisitor Eisenhorn miniature, which is all resin and it's beautiful. The detail's phenomenal. But the issue I have is cleaning them because they are so thin and so delicate. And when you put too much pressure on them, they snap. And then you have to glue them back into the oh, just they are a nightmare so the only advice i can give is gently wash them first for some reason that does work i don't know why but put them in a bit of lukewarm soapy water and then letting them dry helps because it gets rid of all the little bits off them which would fall off naturally so then you can actually see what you're cleaning and then it is just thin gentle scrapes until you get it down to the point where you can paint them they're worth it in the long run 
but they're not my favourite resin. I much prefer, yeah, the harder plastic you get from any normal Games Workshop pack. Thank you very much indeed for your questions, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Until next time, stay safe and make sure you foul, especially if it's Cow Daddy. Early in the evening, just about supper time. Over by the bridge, they're starting to unwind. Four guys with the blood bowl, trying to set it up. Theo picks his team out and he blows him out for good. Down at Theo's corner, out in the street. Jordy Blood Bowl blows the plane. Bring the hug and take a seat. So. Now it is time for my favourite part of the podcast, and that oh, is here we go. played by yeah. a star. This is your favourite because you get to lord it over us, having been a font of all knowledge, and Mwahaha, I know all these star players. We have to no. like flounder around. I've nicked them off of a website. I just, I just find yeah. it. It's clearly the best part okay. because it's the part where I speak the most. Well, it's true, but it's also my favourite bit is when you can't pronounce them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. This is it, guys. We will be crowning the first ever champion of Played by a Star from this game. <gasps> what is it, is, is it just pure bragging rights we get? Champion, yeah, of course. Champion of 2021. <laughs> if I win this, if I win this, and I've come back from behind, do I have permission to scream? Of course you do. Yes. I mean, <laughs> of course you do. Aren't you at work and you're a carer, so it could actually cause some problems there. But apart from that, of course you do. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so. As stated, this game will have double points. This is mainly because technically PO won one with double points. So to be fair, everyone is really only right. on two wins. Oh, God's sake. I, I earned that through blood, sweat and tears. Thank you very much. And just happening to win on the time where we missed an episode. But yeah, blood, sweat and tears, definitely. Uh, blood, sweat so and tears. the winner will be the champion. That's basically Down how it is. All the marbles on this in this one. So, Pio technically on three wins will go first. Uh, Shippers is on... Oh, hang on. Bucky we'll won last time. He should go first. He should go first. He won last time. Pio technically on three wins will go first. Shippers will go <sighs> second with two wins. And yeah, Bucky will go third. Because, Yay. you know, little Bucky. So, Yay. here we go. Are you ready, guys? No. Yes. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Okay. Here we go. So, Pio, your first one yeah. is Galman Goreblade. Galman Goreblade. Okay. I am going Star Player. Okay. Bucky, uh, sorry, Shipper, second. Galman Goreblade. Someone's take a Star Player, yeah. Bucky? Hmm. I'm you know what? Final one. I'm going to go play by Star. Let's go different. Okay, so... Galman Goreblade was, in fact, Chaos Warrior from White Dwarf number 114 in 1989. Ah. Yeah, I thought it was the 80s. Yeah, get in. Okay, P.O. Tom Ashfield. Tom Ashfield. Tom Ashfield. Oh, I'm thinking that, that sounds like a character from the... Star Player. I'm carefully put Star Player. Chippers? Uh, I think played by a star. Bucky. Played by a star. Okay, so Tom Ashfield. Sounds like some sort of elf. Was a lineman for the Aetherlawn Avengers. 
Star Player 1989. <laughs> this is, uh, mm. It's not it's not shaping up good for you two lads, I must admit. Uh, Pierre seems to be pulling ahead here. Okay, so, third one. Darken Ral. Darken Ral. I'm going to go with... Played by a star? Shippers? Yeah, I was going to go played by a star. Bucky? Yeah, the same. Played by a star. Okay, so Darken Ral. Was the Lord Ral and ruler of Dahera, succeeding his father, <laughs> Panis Ral, played by Craig Parker in Legend of the Seeker? I've never heard of that at all, so it was a complete guess. So get it. <laughs> okay, here we go, number four. We have Cloud Girth Mountain Hips. Cloud Girth Mountain <laughs> Hips. <laughs> Excellent name. <laughs> Amazing name. That uh, do you know what? That is so amazing. I'm gonna go with Star Player because it sounds like the old school style. So when they really got the puns right, so I'm going with Star Player for that one. Shippers, hey, can you say that name again, please? Cloud Girth, Mountain Hips. Images <laughs> <laughs> oh. of Cow Daddy with a cloud around him, going winking at it. Um. Ah, uh, I've no clue, but since I need to catch up, I say played by a star. Bucky? I'm going to say star player as well. Okay, so Cloud Girth Mountain Hips was a giant from the Ice Giants and it was released in 1990 in The Companion. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love those old puns. I need a model for that right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely thinking that next year when we start this up again, I might have to get some porn star names. But anyway, number five, and uh, Pierre, it's still you first. Now, oh, not okay. to put any sort of pressure on you, but if you get this right, it means you've won. Okay. Okay, so number five is Old Shotter. Old Shotter. Old Shotter. Old Shotter. Uh, it's not ringing me. I, I, I can't think of any star player who's ever been called old at the start. So I'm going to go with play by a star with that one. Okay, Bucky? I'm going to say star player. Shippers? Star player. Okay, and... Yeah, I think you caught me up now. Yeah, well, the only way we can catch... Just to keep the, the tension, yeah. we'll go to number six. Oh, oh gosh. Uh, we'll do the same order as last time, so you don't know who got oh, who got it right and wrong. Oh, great, thanks. But uh, okay. number six is Tendon Cutter Jake. Tendon Cutter Jake. That is you, Pierre. There was there was one called Split Tendon Cutter. I know that. Oh, it was a, it was a Skaven guy in 1989. Oh, Star Player. So Star Player. Yeah. Okay, uh, Bucky. Star player. And shippers. Played by star. Okay. Right. So, for number six, Tendon Cutter Jake, it was a Skaven Blitzer from the Underworld Creepers. Star Players 1989, which means Bucky oh, wrong and Pio got it right. Which means okay, Pio yeah, but did it... Old Shotter. Was, was there one called? No, Old was Shotter. Was there one called Split? 
was a, a character in Legend of the Seeker played by Joy Watson. So, after the worst start, so played by a star, we now unfortunately have to congratulate Pio on being the played Thank by a star you. champion for 2021. Well done, well done. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I would like to thank all my loyal fans and the constant amount of berating I've had from my fellow coaches, which spurred me on to actually pay attention to all my old books. Um, just out of interest, was I right with Split Tendon Cutter? Yes, there was, was another there? one called Tendon Cutter, yeah. I can't remember if it was Split, yes. but there was two next to each other called Tendon Cutter when I was looking them up. But yes, uh, I think it oh, was. Well, Your uh, star player knowledge is quite quite impressive, I must admit. The, okay. the problem is, after after coming horrendously close and being the bottom dog, it just it just spurred me on to and I, my collection of old Blood Bowl magazines and companions is <laughs> through the roof. I think my wife has taken out a second mortgage. <laughs> I think I might have to think of a different game for next season. Okay. Yeah. Well, so we now have a champion for Played by a Star, uh, and I look forward to that coming back in the new year. Um. But that takes us on to the league standings. As we only really have one league at the moment, I will pass you over to the commissioner of the Jolly Blood Bowl League, a man who needs no introduction. Well, I don't need any introduction because I can introduce myself. Right, okay, can I just say, this season, season 24 for the Jolly Blood Bowl, is absolutely huge. It's getting a massive amount of turnout. Can I just quickly basis. interrupt there, P.O.? I want to give you a stat I think you'll be quite happy with. Do you know okay. how many games have been played up until this point in the this season? No. Have a guess. Uh, it's something obscene. Something like 50? Okay. Bucky? Uh, I was going to say, uh, go about 56. Shippers? Uh, 62. Okay, so... Not one of you got it right. It was a total of 68 so, yes, like games. 68, 68 games that have been played since the beginning okay. of November. Like I said, there are currently, with that many people, there are, I think, 29 different people playing in this league. 29 different teams. And there are still people looking to join. I, I would like to put it out there as a massive thank you to all GBL players because... It's because of you guys that well, not only are we drawing people in, we're keeping more people because we're such a nice bunch of people and I, I thoroughly enjoy playing you all. Uh, it's great. So without further ado, I'll go into the top three standings because there's that many people. It's the top three standings at the moment are actually in third place with Goblins. We've got Purple Pain, who has won four of their games and drawn one with Goblins. Undefeated with Goblins is amazing. Then we've got Sean in second place with the Jarrow Crusaders, having won four of his games and drawn only one. But the team to beat and the one that's scaring the crap out of everyone, and rightly so, with the beautiful, beautiful painted team, is James with his one season only. Because normally he is a goblin player, but he does play Skaven every again, and he's won five and drawn one. One. So that's the current standings, but that doesn't even come close to the stats. Do you want to know how many touchdowns <laughs> that guy scored in just six games? I know, because I'm looking at it now. 21 touchdowns. 21 touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, the, the next person who scored 21 is Adam, 
Nine and he's games. played nine games with Elven Union. So that is just obscene. And, you know, fair play to me. We won't mention the fact that I've not won a single game this tournament, even though I've played eight games and drawn six. <laughs> no, oh, don't, so don't even start that. Uh, seriously, my dice have been absolutely unbelievable. I, I, You know, I'm not one to bleat on about dice, but blooming hell, it's been amazing. Are you we, not? Had, we had a... Like the game I had on Tuesday, the first half I was playing with a new guy, Gareth. Who, to mm-hmm. be fair, Gareth is—he's um, one of those guys who's just absolutely brilliant at games. He's—he's uh, he's getting into Blood Bowl now, so it's taking a bit longer for him to get used to it. I think he's in our UKTC team, and I think we really mm-hmm. need to get him a uh, a chess clock to be fair to speed him up a little bit. <laughs> but uh, it's fantastic. You can see him working everything out and doing it and all this. But my first half, it was like I think I had three turns that just went to double skulls on my first roll. And then it all switched. And the second half, it went for him. So he ended up scoring on my drive in the first half, and I ended up scoring on his drive in the second half. It was just, just one of those games. It was brilliant. But yeah, it's good to see all the new players come in and everyone join in. It's fantastic. Yeah. And just... it, it, it's really good. I must uh, say Blackhawks uh, I'm pleasantly surprised with. Mind. Really? Yeah. I yeah. still don't I, find them to I be that good. I was one that did think that they were just crappy lizards but in all honesty i absolutely love them them. i'm surprised i haven't been that impressed with them playing up against them i haven't played them myself yet but going up against them i find i'm sick of playing them yeah there's so many in the league another black hawk team here we go this is why i've probably drawn so much because it's like i just keep coming against basher teams i'm a basher team i want to beat people up i don't want to get beaten up (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they're actually technically are they still well if you're Nurgle, aren't they slightly faster than you as well, the Black Orc team? Yes. Don't get me started on that as well. Mm. I've got nothing on them. They, they, the same sort of strength, and they outpace me. <laughs> and when I get the stunty downs, the, the thick skull on goblins is just yeah. pure evil. Oh, I know. It's terrible, isn't it? Uh, I must uh, admit, though, when we played Bucky, I did enjoy my turn 16 foul killing your Black Orc. That was that felt <laughs> nice. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm just well, glad it's developed one. There we go. So that's the league standings. Um, we do have some upcoming events. In fact, I believe the GBBL Discord has gone and got a list of them. But over to you, Bucky. What's coming up? Yeah, so the next one up that was actually announced not long ago um, is on the 9th of January, which is, will be a Saturday. I'm over at the Bearded Card Trader. Um, excellent just venue. Yeah, excellent. We, we were there for Block on the Town. And it was absolutely excellent. So if you can get down there, definitely recommend it. But it's a, it's actually a, a warm-up for UKTC. However, it's just a singles tournament, just for one day. But it'll just be, you know, nice for anyone. If you want to go down, test the rules out, test some roasters out and stuff like that. Some roasters? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> cooking some, we're cooking yeah. Sunday lunch? <laughs> <laughs> Good opportunity to, to start testing some stuff and um, helping out with the rule pack. So that, that'll be a fun one. After that, we'll have our, my very own Charity Bowl 2 on January the 29th. Uh, nice. Still got some spaces for that, although it is actually starting to get into big numbers now, so filling out quite quick, actually. In On the 6th of March, there is the UKTC Doubles tournament, which, again, is a warm-up, but this time it's in doubles, 
rather than being on your own. I don't want to go too far in advance. Recently, we had, obviously, I think Monkey Ball was announced, wasn't it? I don't know if... Yeah, Monkey Ball. I'm not. Uh, that's July the 23rd. I'm gutted. 24th. I'm gutted because I adore Monkey Ball, but for reasons that are beyond my control, it's on my wife's birthday weekend. So I've had to bow out of that one. Uh, because I love my wife more than Blood Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just in case she's listening? <laughs> no, not at all. I love my wife more than Blood Bowl. Yeah, that's going to be some good ones, especially yeah. Monkey Ball. I think there's a lot of people heading to Monkey Ball who've already booked hotels. Oh, yeah. um, oh, the, the night out's brilliant. The it's going to be a good one. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait for. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm enjoying the one days, and it's nice to play a day. But it's the whole tournament weekend. Like after putting down dice on day one and going out having a meal and if you are a drinker having a few and having a good time dancing away with everyone and then the next morning seeing who crawls out their pit last is always <laughs> a good one and it, the, the whole turnaround because you can have someone who's been winning all their games on you know the day one who's got absolutely hammered and then just can't even face picking up a dice cup yeah alone rolling the sound it's just oh. the final one actually it was just announced by Liam at Two Drunk Flings. He announced that he is doing a Halfland only tournament. Did you come in your pants? Eh? Did you come in your pants when you heard that? Uh, Let's just yes, say you don't want to go in his house with a black light. Yeah, it, Let's just it, put it, it that it, way. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was more than just the pants, I think. The walls have been repainted since. So that's on September. Oh, I don't know what you used. <laughs> September the 3rd down in Derby so uh, if, you're, if you're interested in any of them either you know give us a message on our page or email or all of them are on you know you talk fantasy football we'll happily give you all the details if you just ask us yeah brilliant so just before we do end I do want to give a quick shout out now Blood Bowl Grud has been in touch he is promoting there are some Blood Bowl spoof albums which all of the money goes to charity Alex from the Anything But A One podcast grabbed musically inclined volunteers and made two Blood Bowl related albums the first album was Blood Bowl inspired songs the second was a Christmas themed album called Jingle Skulls they're called Top of the Blocks and Jingle Skulls Um, and where can you find them Cow Daddy? Uh, well I've got some links here for playitforward.com I believe they're on there but to be fair um, if you go on to the Anything But A One podcast uh, Google Top of the Blocks or Jingle Skulls uh, you should be able to find them and all the uh, proceeds do go to charity so it's a a brilliant thing Um, so yeah that's it for this episode Uh, just enough time left to tell you where you can find us should you wish to punish yourself some more so ship us Uh, yeah so you can find me um, out with your girlfriend yeah yeah, that's that um, not a bubble tournament not a blood bowl tournament, sorry. Not playing um, in the league. No, no, sorry. <laughs> You'll find me nowhere, right? No mystery. <laughs> no, you can find me on, on Twitch on www.twitch.com forward slash shippers. That is uh, shippers of two Ps. And you can also find me on Twitter, which is www.twitter.com forward slash shippers. But that's two Ps and two Zs. Bucky? Over on Twitch, uh, I'm forceful one all one word you can also find me in the bridge and down at tournaments so you know what i'd love to see some people down in person as well so get yourselves down yeah same uh you can find me on youtube under cow daddy gaming or if you just search cowdaddygaming.com you'll find my website as for po you'll find him flicking furiously through college brochures and application forms looking for which college truly is the college of fire and how he can sign up <laughs>
Yes. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, roll on Christmas. So that's all the questions asked and the answers given for this episode, apart from one last thing to say. Blood Bowl, anyone? Mm-hmm.